0: Hey guys, welcome to episode 16th of Jakku Broadcast. I'm Daniela. And I'm Melissa. And today we're just gonna... So, obviously we have not been around for a month, but we're back uh, for this episode. And we're obviously gonna talk about uh, The Rise of Skywalker and our reactions to it. Unfortunately. Um, (laughs) Unfortunately. (laughs) Um, I think... It's been so long because for so long I couldn't talk about it without crying. So now, (laughs) I don't know about you, Melissa, um, but I was in a very, really sad state for a whole month and now I'm okay. Okay. But um, well, I'm not perfect. I'm, I'm still mad. <laughs> I'm still not okay. <laughs> yeah, no, like I'm not crying every day at least. So that's good. But um, yeah, so we just want to preface this with saying that we did not like this movie. We do like parts of it. Uh, I I do at least. Um, I'm not sure about Melissa. Uh, but mm. I like parts of it. But i don't think it works i don't think it works as the end of the saga i don't think it ends as the end of the trilogy i don't think it works as the end of anybody's storyline besides kylo's which is the crazy part because i feel like he was the most kind of disposable character for them well the most disposable of the main characters in my opinion but we'll go all we'll go all into that. So um, right now we're just gonna start with the first impressions. So Melissa, um, what was your experience like the first time you watched it? And I know you were spoiled, so if you want to talk yeah. about that.
1: So the week of the uh, the movie release, um, like leading up to that week, I just kind of knew. Like, things were getting kind of anxious, like, people were getting anxious online, and I was getting anxious, just the thought of, like, not knowing whether Ben was gonna live. That was my main concern leading up to it, and, like, that Sunday night, or that Saturday night, like, right before the world premiere, I decided that I was gonna spoil myself, um, and find out if Ben lived or not, because... That I didn't even care at that point. I did not care about Raylo anymore. I just wanted my baby boy to live. And I was like, okay, if I don't, if I wait until I actually see the movie, I'm I can't like, I'm not gonna make it. And if I have to find out in the theater, that's even worse. (laughs) Um, so I decided just to find out right when. The leaks you know when everyone's watched the movie at the premiere i just wanted to know and somebody on twitter oh i wish i i wish i remembered their twitter name but we if you if you were on twitter you probably know that somebody went to the premiere uh one of the Relos, and oh yeah god the bless the their soul infamous. they had to watch this live <laughs> i know but- they we we all said we all asked them or they decided to tell us in a in a GIF, a GIF, GIF, whatever, what Ben's fate was, and that was the first thing we wanted to know. And the the GIF that they gave right when they came out was not good. <laughs> it was a thumbs down, and that GIF is gonna haunt me. It was, the the wh- it, was yeah, it was Joaquin
0: Phoenix. Yeah, it was Joaquin Phoenix. Was it
1: Gladiator? Or? Yeah, 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 Gladiator. Was. So now I can't.
0: He's doing the thumbs down. Yeah, I can never (laughs) look at that. It's such a funny GIF though. It's like traumatizing, but it's hilarious. If I see that, if I see
1: that GIF out in the wild (laughs) for like different reasons, I'm gonna have war flashbacks. (laughs) (laughs) Like I (laughs) have PTSD. Of the GIF. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And even like somebody reposted that GIF later. That same post and everyone on Twitter was like, oh, my
0: gosh, I just had war flashbacks. So we're all yeah. pretty traumatized. Um, yeah. Um, but I think that person also had um, some stuff to say, like about how there was people that cheered during at the uh-huh. premiere. So this is where everybody like all the executives and all <laughs> the actors, they're there. And um, everybody cheered, apparently, for the Raylo kiss. Mm-hmm. or not everybody but i'm sure uh, it was there was uh,
1: applause you know
0: yeah like i'm so glad i went to a theater where they applauded it but even though i knew what was happening so i was groaning yeah. while watching it like i couldn't enjoy it i had already seen it on twitter the Raylo kiss mm-hmm. but um i was not enjoy like there was a like a very loud applause in my theater and i went to one of the most um I guess the, one of the biggest theaters in whenever we pre-ordered our tickets, my friend and I, mm-hmm. we ended up um, going to them like the biggest theater, I guess, in Houston, because we wanted us to like get a full experience. Oh, and, with, and so, yeah, so there were, there were people that applauded. And the person who went to the premiere, I believe that they said that it was really awkward because once he died, it was just kind of like Dead everybody was just dead silent so how I mean, awkward that's, like <laughs> could you imagine yeah, and like for me i'm like a huge Raylo. and the first time i watched the movie i was just like during the kiss i was like oh my god i can't believe they did this because they did it the way it was executed i really like adams and and daisies um how they did the whole thing like I like that awkward like <laughs> I don't know how to kiss kind of thing <laughs> I like it because it, it, it tracks with their characters but the fact that he dies so quickly afterwards it's like the, most... the whiplash imagine seeing that <laughs> it's for like the you first can't time? enjoy anything and that's why I keep he- I, I heard a lot of people say that people laughed in their theater and I, I okay I laughed whenever Ben's head hit the ground like I laughed when he died because it was just such a trap. It was a horrible experience because some people um, thought like he didn't die.
1: Like, oh, he just fell back from exhaustion because it was so it was cut so weirdly. It's so bad. And then when he like faded away, they're like,
0: oh wait,
1: he's dead then.
0: Yeah. So uh, we were talking about your experience. So you had been spoiled, and how was? Did you go with your cousin or? Yeah, I did. I was dreading it. So I actually bought like
1: two tickets and then i did have another ticket for this Raylo screening that i was gonna go like we all plan to go too. like the Raylo's in my city so i right after i found out i canceled my my second ticket like i was gonna go on saturday with my mom but i was like Haha, nope that's not happening anymore yeah. i was really dreading going with my cousin like nothing against my cousin he's probably gonna hear this later and like assume but no it was nothing against him i just didn't want to see it on screen
0: yeah Um, it took me a while to um to get like because like i watched it the day it premiered the 19th uh and obviously it was all very like i had a huge headache after the movie came out like i had i was like completely like i had eaten i had um, i was like completely fine but i guess the the pace of it is something of, of like not a star wars movie in my opinion so it was just kind of like i had a huge headache
1: no yeah and um i was really even dreading canceling with the Raylos too because i was like man i saw it if i'm seeing it once i don't know if i'm gonna even want to see it again but i was like i'm just gonna go because i wanted to meet like the Raylos, and you know I don't know make friends <laughs> and that was good because I did and I it was just it was funny the second time just because there were people I was with people that made fun of the same things I did and we were able to kind of just like trash talk it after so I, I at least I'm glad I went for that and just to bond and everything um yeah yeah so uh. that, if I was not going with them I probably wouldn't have gone the second time but yeah um, yeah, that makes sense. The day after I found out, like, the day after I got spoiled, I, so stupid, I had to open at my job. So I had oh, to get up yeah. at, like, oh. six. No, I had to get up at, like, five. And I found this out, like, what, like, around 12 or midnight or something like that?
0: Yeah, it was, like, 12. Y- yeah. Yeah.
1: So <laughs> the next day, I felt awful. I looked like I was... My coworker <laughs> yeah, actually think- said... My coworker actually said you look traumatized.
0: Yeah, I mean, we all were. <laughs> like, I'm not even trying to belittle any of the emotion. Like, all of us, or at least in the um, people who like Raylo, like, on Twitter and stuff, we were all pretty bums. And we were, like, so, dis- so sad. And even people, even, okay. I feel like even people who didn't care about Reylo and even didn't care about Reylo in The Rise of Skywalker, I feel like they didn't like the movie at all. So <laughs> either like there was a lot of those people who like didn't like the kiss, but they also hated the movie. So it was just kind of like this movie didn't satisfy by trying to satisfy everybody. This movie satisfied like a small percentage mm-hmm. of yeah. people. And m- no, actually. It did make a billion dollars, so people did go see it, but it's just the fact that, I don't like, think... this is supposed to yeah. be one of the movies that is supposed to do big numbers, maybe not as big as The Force Awakens, but it was gonna do, or people thought, or I'm sure the executives wanted it to be, like, um really big like bigger than the last jedi and i mean i think it still is on track to make more than the last or no it's not it's not going to make more than. it's not even going to make more than rogue one domestically though so i'm not sure about globally we'll see yeah um, yeah and it's just it's kind of it's it's a bummer honestly uh i defended the sequel trilogy like i defended jj I'm so embarrassed. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, but we like The Force Awakens. It's not like we had, like... Well, we should have known, but... It's just, you don't want to be thinking negatively as you're waiting. Like, I yeah. If I had spent the whole time between The Last Jedi and The Rise of Skywalker depressed about The Rise of Skywalker, maybe I wouldn't have been so bummed out, but I genuinely did enjoy fandom interaction and, like, speculation, so I think it was kind of worth it, but I, at the same time, it's just, like... i feel like i feel like every my love for star wars has been crushed like to like complete like completely like it's
1: just insulting like the movie is just insulting to yeah like my experience
0: Uh i i was supposed to go with my friend but um i ended up just going alone and i was dreading it like whenever it's so crazy because when you're already expecting something that you're not going to like, like I was expect like before I even knew any of the spoilers or anything, I was like, it's going to be so cool going in there last John Williams score, the last, uh, the last opening crawl. We're all going to be crying. And I honestly, like the first time, I guess I was just so kind of like numb. I was dreading it. Like my heart was beating so fast before the movie, but once Mm -hmm. the movie started, I, i honestly if, if i felt like nothing like for any of the characters that i loved and i loved all of them even poe and like Mm. i felt nothing like i felt nothing for when i felt nothing when ben died i felt nothing when ray kissed kylo i felt nothing when she said i I did want to take your hand and the movie i i I don't know if i was in a daze because i couldn't keep up with what was happening in the resistance area but Mm -hmm. um the movie went so fast that whenever we got to the water fight the water um what's it called the death star fight i yeah. was i was like we're already here like the movie moved that fast and it's just so i don't know i i love the phantom menace so it's not like i'm like I'm being a snobby film person, but even though Mm -hmm. I kind of genuinely think The Phantom Menace is, like, a good movie, but there's so many people that disagree, but, you know, it's all subjective. But, like, The Rise of Skywalker is, like, a Dementor. Like, I I know you don't (laughs) know Harry Potter, but those are, like, these, like, goals kind of thing that they suck your soul Uh out of, like, all the happiness in the world that you have. Oh. And I think... okay, So... So, like, I really do love, you know, Reylo. I love Ben Solo. But I could have done with the tragedy of the story if they had done Ray justice. And that's why I'm... So, basically, the whole story of The Rise of Skywalker, the whole sequel trilogy, it all revolves around Ray, which is fine. Like, I have no issue with that at all. I love Ray. Ray's my favorite. Everything. And even if Ben had died which I don't like that I was very depressed about it I'm not I'm not trying to act like I I I don't care about it because I really do and you know that I do but it's just like if Ray's story had been done right then I would have been happier than I am right now it would have been easier to accept this movie if it was done better and I think by that I mean like I understand that she probably didn't want to be called Ray Palpatine because of all the negative stuff about her name, all that. So she took on Ray Skywalker. And I mean, the Skywalkers do love her or whatever. And although it's kind of like if you think about the relationship with, between Ray and Luke <laughs> enough, it's, it kind of falls apart. But I understand why she would like... If No, the thing about this movie is that a lot of it is seems like really contrived marketing bullshit. Like, I'm gonna be honest, like, it just seems like marketing, like, oh, this will be cool for marketing, so let's do it. Like, That's
1: literally, that was literally JJ's thought process. The
0: the race, the, the Red Stormtroopers had nothing to do with the plot, really. I mean, besides being from Exegol or whatever. And then what else the mask the mask was there because they needed to they, the story kept changing even in post-production so they had to keep <laughs> changing adam's lines i think today an interview came out with the person who does the adr for bad robot and works Matthew with JJ. Wood, yeah yeah and he said that um they were recording up till uh adam driver's seth meyers interview so that was november 21st <laughs> so and i remember that the, the the editor, she said that they were working up to the Monday of Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. week, so um, and uh. that they would have worked on it longer, and then she did say that a lot of the plot kept changing, and I think there's, like, a lot of conspiracies about, like, maybe Ray was never a Palpatine, but I do think that that was one of the, like, I think that whenever they went into this movie, there were three things that were mandated by the people, by Kathleen Kennedy, and I, well, at least I think I don't know JJ if it was KK, though. Had, I think I think JJ had complete creative control over the movie because he was he did come in at the 11th hour and they were desperate for a director and they weren't going to change the release date again. So I think that's something that they had to give to JJ. I think JJ was dead set on Ray Palpatine because in the rise, in the Force Awakens there are kind of hints about it but it's not like a direct hint like the movie is definitely foreshadowing anything it's more of like if you want to open this mystery box you can go into Ooh. it
1: um Ryan I, I think Ryan didn't. even if Ray Palpatine was planned we've been I told I don't think it like, was planned the actors had no idea like even ask yeah, I guess no. said like he did not know none of the actors knew about Ray Palpatine until they saw the movie.
0: Yeah, like I don't think, I don't think that Ray Palpatine was ever in the plans of the. I don't think they ever had an origin for Ray that was definitive. I think it was up to the creator. And I think JJ in The Force Awakens started it with opening it like maybe she is from the dark side. She has this anger. And then I know in the novelization there is this moment where she's she hears a voice telling her to kill Kylo. And you know in the Starkiller base. So there's like some darkness within Rey or whatever and I know her theme has hints of the Emperor's theme and she's on Jakku which is a uh, um An imperial, an ex-imperial, like. Laboratory, yeah. I think even if I don't think it works in this movie, I don't think it works, and we'll go into it in a bit. But I, I another thing that I also think was mandated by Kathleen Kennedy is Ben Solo's death and uh, I know it's highly debated if he was supposed to die and I think he was because I think if JJ had wanted him alive or if Kathleen Kennedy had wanted him alive he would have been alive and I think that the fact that we have these scripts for we have the script notes or script, script details of what Colin Trevorrow was going to do and he died in those two I think that he was always gonna die like I've kind of accepted the fact that there was no way he was coming out of this uh, this sequel trilogy alive which is like really upsetting based because of all the background information of his story but I do think that that's something that they agreed on at least before going into Tross because otherwise if like If Kathleen Kennedy really wanted him to live, he would have lived. If J.J. really cared for him to live, he would have lived. So I I think all they cared about is giving him a redemption arc. (laughs) I think that's why Colin Trevorrow got fired. (laughs) (laughs) But at the same time, I can't even say that's the truth because I don't even think Ben's story is very... I don't even think his redemption is well done. Which no. is crazy for me to say because I am Ben Solo stan first and human second, but I don't <laughs> think his redemption was done well. I don't think the Raylo stuff was done well at all. I don't think Ray's story was done well. So if you can tell, I really, I yeah, like I'm, I'm I'm angry, but it's like it's okay. I'll get over it. But um, yeah, yeah, so. <laughs> How do you want to break this down? Do you want to go by character? I feel like going by character is probably easier. Like, not all the whole story, but, like, how we felt about the character stories. So, do you want to do that, Melissa? Yeah, that's fine. So, let's start out with (laughs) Poe.
1: I feel like Oscar Isaac's whole demeanor after the movie is just everything you need to know about the movie
0: I mean he went to Juilliard. He knows what good art is.
1: He looks like he's wants to be taken out. Like he just wants
0: Yeah, he for reference or just so if in case the audience doesn't know, um Oscar Isaac did post Tross premiere interviews. I believe they did the, these in the the UK and there was like he looked very exhausted, very over it. He just he looked tired.
1: Yeah, he even was like I wish they killed me in the first movie.
0: (laughs) That was a joke, though. I'm pretty sure that was a joke.
1: I feel like he he might have played it off as a joke, but it's what he really wanted to do. (laughs)
0: that's (laughs) what we wanted him to think. But no, I mean, I think in terms of... Okay, so if you think about the Lost Jedi, we thought he was left off in a leadership position. And in... The beginning of The Rise of Skywalker. He is not in a leadership position. He's doing. Um, he's going on missions. And being angry at Ray. Um, oh. What do you think about Poe and Ray's relationship? Do you think they're going to they're just work colleagues, or do you think they're just friends because they're friends with Finn? Like, how do you feel? Because I feel like I watched it two times, and the first time I was like, this is completely not believable. But then the second time, I was also like, this isn't believable that they're BFFs for life. Like, I don't believe that at all, because they didn't develop them at all. Well, yeah, because
1: there's a whole year I still don't understand why they needed this year time jump. We don't we still don't know why. Because
0: they need time to, like, to churn out out uh, to churn out Kylo Ren stuff because Kylo Ren is the only pop- the most popular character. <laughs> well,
1: That's it's why. like this to so the story; it serves no purpose. Like they didn't say why. Purpose. They didn't say like uh, I yeah, don't know. It I makes know. no sense. I think
0: you're so, right. You're comp- I was thinking about this, and I'm like, maybe their excuse was that now they have a little bit more resistance. People they don't like, even have that. No, they don't even have that.
1: So, there's no point. So, yeah, like since we saw no development, we don't know the de- like we don't know the dynamic between Poe and Ray. like we, we just kind of
0: do, and it's kind of like I remember Daisy talking about how they or I think one of the trio members they said how a lot some of the lines were improvised, some of the moments were improvised, and maybe I feel I feel like they were because I don't think those are the strongest moments in their acting. I think it is it is for, for – Oscar did a great job in this movie, by the way. I thought, like, despite it all, I think he did a good job at what he was given. And so I think he's one of the highlights. But I feel like any time the trio is improvising with, like, Daisy, I'm not sure it's the most successful and I think it's like a little bit. I don't think it happens too often, but like there is the moment with Poe and Ray where she's like, "You're a difficult man" or whatever. And <laughs> <laughs> I that's, said, the,
1: that's the problem like like we I just feel like whenever they if they didn't improvise, like I just feel like in this movie it wasn't Ray and Poe and Finn. It was Oscar, Daisy, and John, like, just saying stuff. Like, I didn't feel yeah, like it was like, them, in, in terms like, as of their characters. Dynamic, yeah. So, I agree. I'm like, I don't know. I felt like, that's why I felt like this was a weird movie, because they're so OC, they're so out of character, that I can't even feel like this is a real movie. This is a joke, because it doesn't feel
0: like them. It feels you, like, like, a lot of people have already said this, but it feels like a continuation of the unfortunately the force awakens and not the rise uh, not the last Jedi but also it also kind of retcons the the force awakens so it's very confusing yeah uh yeah so po- I, I, huh? I was just gonna say that in terms of Poe's arc I think I like none of it well i do like (laughs) how about i'm trying to be no let me because i did like oscar isaac i Uh did find him funny in this movie the second time i was able to kind of take in more of it and i like that he's trying to tell finn that hey you need to get over whatever right happened whatever is happening with ray and pay attention to the resistance and i don't think that that goes anywhere though because finn never stops he never learns and I think the message that they're trying to send is that people are stronger when they're working together than they are whenever one of them is isolated. And huh. I guess that's that's the kindest read I have on this because at the end, the last shot of them is all of them hugging. But um, I don't think it, I don't, I'm trying to be positive. But <laughs> I like Zori Bliss kind of. I like their conversation about, but I don't think it had any room in this trilogy. Like I understand that they had to have, they had to have people in the planet that they were gonna blow up so that it had some some emotional weight. So unlike he, yeah. Stark's killer base with the the New Republic, but I don't think it works very well because they all survive or all the me- people or the people that we or at least Zori and Babu Frick they both survive. And do you even know how? zori survives because she gave her coin to poe
1: yeah so we just see her in like the ship the next moment so we see her so we have no idea how she escaped
0: yeah okay just
1: just another one of jj's mystery boxes
0: yeah and i like their conversation about like their place or poe how he brought up how crate is where he there's no hope. There was no hope. And he thought there was no hope anymore or whatever because of the Battle of Crate. I like that they were it feels so strange whenever another movie's talking about my beloved, the last Jedi, but <laughs> I it, like that I feel, moment.
1: I actually feel it's weird. I actually feel like Zori's and Poe's moment on the roof felt a lot more intimate <laughs> than even with like it, the it music. Was. It just felt a lot more intimate no, than like a lot of the Ray and Kylo stuff.
0: No, it was. You don't have to it was. Like it just was. And it's so sad. Say, yeah, no, it's sad for us. And I think we'll get into it whenever we talk about Ray and Kylo, but um I found that stuff very kind of tender and stuff, even though I don't think it had any place in the movie. I, yeah. It definitely
1: didn't need to be in there at all. They made a Latino
0: a spice runner, which is fun. <laughs> yeah.
1: Right after Oscar was talking about like making Latinos drug dealers in in like media and all this stuff. And look what they did.
0: Yeah. And I mean, it doesn't even work because <laughs> none of the, <laughs> his, the extra his, material. His, his
1: background in the comic book ha- had nothing about this. They just made it up. The, he was I mean, a pilot. I can pilot. see it
0: working. I can see it kind of working if you're like, okay, maybe he didn't right away join the... uh the resistance or the new republic and he was doing something on his own for a little bit i can i can see it working in that way but um i also don't think it works because it's not hinted at until the last movie yeah so
1: so yeah i i feel like they totally did poe dirty um stuff he learned in the last jedi is just not really Acknowledged, because he had like a big
0: arc in The Last Jedi. He learned, you know, a lot about leadership. Poe's arc was kind of effective, but it would have been more effective if The Force Awakens had made him more of a character, but it didn't. And it the movie didn't try to have a conversation with The Last Jedi era Poe. So I think that's why, like if it was a standalone movie with nothing else, I think that the post stuff would have worked better, but it isn't. So it was kind of more like, okay, you just wanted to have a new character so that we would feel sad about this planet being blown up, and it didn't work because I don't think anyone cared about Kazumi.
1: No. <laughs> uh, yeah, no one cared, and I—it's just a lot of planet hopping for no reason. Um. They just they didn't need yeah. to do all this. They didn't they didn't need to. They could have cut this movie down so much.
0: If they were going to uh be so dead set on the trio and all that stuff, give them more scenes. Stop giving him scenes with another new character. Give them more scenes so that you can see that, oh, these people are friends. These people know about each other's past. These people know about what these people are feeling. Let me know that Poe knows about Rey and how she feels and cares about her and stuff instead of him being distrustful of her, of him telling Finn to, like, stop being so obsessed with her, stuff like that. Like, it's just simple. It's If you don't want the main relationship the main thing that we should care about to be Rey and Kylo. Just make the trio stronger by making their moments that much more impactful for their character arcs. And I don't think they did that.
1: No. It's just there's too much going on. Too many new characters...
0: They didn't have time to breathe and do any of that, like... Right, exactly. And, like, they created new characters that had the same purposes as old characters that they could have just as easily used.
1: Rose so. could have been in the main he group. He could have had a relationship with conics, like... Yeah, they <laughs> totally should have had her in there. Like, they could have added her into the group.
0: Have Rose, conics, Poe, Finn, all of them go. Yeah, like, I remember The Last Jedi. I was so shocked that they used... They used Billy Lord so much, and I was so shocked at that, but uh, it didn't really, she wasn't really used at all for this movie, but It would have been really upsetting. nice, like, I think it would have been a nice,
1: um, like, uh, way to honor Carrie is to, like, to have her daughter, like, in the movie more, because we know she can act. She's acted in other things. She's not just a random, yeah. like, a- extra, you know? Maybe
0: she didn't want to be on the set. I don't know. It could be personal reasons or that's anything, true. but...
1: But they could have, yeah. they totally could have done more. They, they didn't need to add Zori or even Jana. Like, I like Jana, but I just don't know much about her. She didn't have enough, you know. But we'll, we'll get to yeah. her probably. We'll, we'll talk
0: about her in a yeah. second. So, all right. The next character that we have to talk about is Rose, which is the <laughs> most upsetting part of this movie. And why I hope people aren't seeing this multiple times because. <laughs> Okay, so what happened with Rose is She has a minute and like thirty seconds of screen time in combined, like combined. So this is less time than Paige, who is Rose's sister in the Oh my gosh, Last are you Jedi serious? Had. Yeah, haven't you seen those videos that people I compare haven't it? seen? I Rose haven't seen it or, compared to Paige though. Oh my God. Yeah, no. Paige has more screen time in this movie. Shut up. Or in the Last Jedi, <laughs> than Rose did in this movie. Um so yeah. obviously the people involved in this movie aren't gonna say, yeah, we're racist and we didn't care about this character. So they said, Chris Terrio and even I think Marianne Brandon or something, she's the editor of mm-hmm. the movie. They said, well, Terrio said that they had a lot of stuff for her in terms of the resistance. Uh, like she was going to be working in the resistance and being shown like but they wanted her to have scenes with Leia because apparently they have a close bond and they couldn't do it because ILM the 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 whole technology is not there obviously because uh, sadly Carrie Fisher passed so then Chris Terrio had to apologize because I'm pretty sure someone at ILM was like hey don't blame us for this because people were outraged. They were pretty pissed. Even Ryan Johnson, who has not said anything about The Rise of Skywalker, like he said nothing. Um, He posted a picture of Kelly at the premiere. So I think that says it all.
1: Yeah, I think she got she got treated probably maybe the worst, like as an actor, you know, or actress in the movie. She got did the dirtiest, yeah. because she, she, we know, everybody knew, like, going into this movie to make it, they knew what kind of harassment she's been having the whole time. And the fact that, I just, I don't, I okay, I, I don't want to say hate, because I'm not the editor, I'm not JJ, and I, you know, I don't want to pretend like I know movie stuff and editing, but the fact that you say that, you know, you really like this character and this actress but like unfortunately you know it just wasn't possible to put her in the movie because of blah 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 it's like they're saying that as if they're not the creators of the movie you know like you have that power to add her in or you know she doesn't have to have scenes with Carrie Fisher she doesn't have to like limit her character they don't have to limit her character like this they can expand and you know, be creative and just put, like, if they put her in with the original group, this would have solved all the problems. But they never intended to do that anyway. So it's just, like, I don't understand these excuses of them saying that it just was impossible when you're literally the creators of the movie. Like, you can do it.
0: And they've talked about how they were constantly reshuffling the script, the plot, the stuff. So it just... It fucking sucks. Like I can't. There's no way to sugarcoat this. It's it's fucked up. And uh, they might not have been reacting to the negative feedback on Rose, but that f- feedback should have been in the back of their minds. I be- jj Abrams, known liar, literally <laughs> went on stage in celebration and said, "Yeah." That the, mo- the thing he was most thankful to Ryan for was casting Kelly Marie Tran, like, shut which up. is such <laughs> bullshit. Like it's he's he's obviously being disingenuous because at that point he knew what roses (laughs) they had filmed the movie already he knew what rose was going to do for the most part and i just it's really disgusting i have nothing good to say about these people i can't give them the benefit of the doubt i'm not going to they don't deserve it they're just a bunch of um i i Insert a bunch of us words here because I'm, like, I just, I can't even believe that they would just, like, shelf her like that. Like, she did not have to have a, like, we thought that Rose and Finn were going to be the sure thing of the sequel trilogy. Yeah, at least, I, I had kissed. that set
1: in my yeah, bingo so We thought
0: that, but that wasn't even, but, like, even if you're not going to pursue that relationship, why are you going to... And I don't like saying this because obviously Jana she's very important like to have for representation but even the movie doesn't do a good job at being like yeah she's like not that she's not good representation but she doesn't have a meaty role. She Her storyline was cut like they don't respect any of the new characters <laughs> like they don't respect like in terms of story pride or Jana and those two roles could have easily be- been filled by hux and uh rose and i just I, I i don't i don't get it and i don't i i don't think it's obviously it's not fair nothing but like right that's and- i think rose is even though i'm upset with all the plot rose is the most the what they did with the Rose storyline is the most disgusting thing that they could have done. Like, given... Like, we don't live... They don't live in a bubble. They know... Right. They know what's going on with Kelly Marie Tran. They know that she got so much hate because people didn't like Rose. And, like, okay, that's fine that they didn't like her. First, Well, I mean, it's not fine that they didn't like her, but, like, I'm sure... Whatever. Like, you shouldn't be maybe they weren't completely thinking of like oh they didn't like her so let's not put her in important parts of the story but that's how it seems and that's how it uh, comes across especially her not having as much time as even Paige Tico so it's just it's pure insanity like I just it's that's probably the most so it's not even like she's Jar Jar like she wasn't (laughs) some rose tico wasn't a caricature of like a race she was representation for like unfortunately like all asians like all asian people who love star wars like that rose was their first finally uh, an asian character and well in those Saga movies, I know that yeah. there was in Rogue One, but they're one of the few, like, the first Asian woman. Like, she was the first Asian woman on the cover of Vanity Fair. Kim- Kelly Marie Tran was when it, whenever they did the Last Jedi covers. So it's just so... It's, it's really disappointing, and I honestly hope they feel shame for it. They deserve to be shamed about this. Like, even if you don't believe that they should be shamed for making a shitty movie, I think they should <laughs> yeah. be shamed for cutting an Asian woman like from the story completely and then like disregarding her arc like and she's because she has such a full arc like her arc in the last jedi is star wars like that's what star wars means to so many of us and and kelly has
1: taken this all like so well i don't know if i'd be as (laughs) as silent and well i mean she's not i mean i'm not saying she's like silent but at least publicly she hasn't like you know shamed the movie she hasn't talked trash about anybody she's being really like classy and really you know she's not she's not like retaliating against like anything how she feels about the movie you know directly i mean we don't know how she really feels um we can speculate just on how she's reacted to certain things but just like questions but we don't know and i still think that she's just been really amazing like how she's taken this all
0: i think the only in- interview where she like addresses this is in the Hollywood Reporter, where it's either that one or Variety. They talked to her after yeah, yeah. The-, the movie premiered and the writer said that there were some kind of murmurs from her about uh how she didn't she barely had a role, but it wasn't really it didn't go into it too much.
1: Yeah, I think they said like there is some, you know, sort of hints about how she might have felt, but she didn't say anything directly, which is, you know, it's classy of her. Um, she just de- she definitely deserved a lot better than what she got.
0: Yeah, especially given how it's really fucking disgusting. And I, I'm cussing and I don't really cuss often on the podcast, but I'm I'm getting fired yeah. <laughs> up. But it's really disgusting how the movie opens like with the resistance the resistance spot that the movie opens with after the Kylo stuff comes out. Claude is literally a handless mechanic. Oh
1: my like, god! I don't
0: understand how they thought that that was a good <laughs> idea. Claude could have easily just been Rose. Like even if she wasn't going to go on the main mission have her go on the <laughs> side mission that they chose
1: an armless on. alien to be on the Millennium Falcon
0: rather than Rose. Over Rose. Who has hands. Like, <laughs> it's a freaking and joke. It's just... It's just so disgusting. And there's no defense. Like, I can't. There's no way to defend this at all. Even if they try. They blamed Carrie Fisher for this, <laughs> they for did. fuck's sake. And she's dead. She's
1: dead. We couldn't f- figure out her scenes. Oh, well.
0: Sorry. And yeah. It's so embarrassing. Yep. Then, is there any. And honestly the moment where finn puts her hand on his shoulder his hand on her shoulder is just is so sad like Ah. they didn't even have to be like friendly friends or anything but are you kidding me it almost felt like a slap in the face
1: like oh yeah sorry you're not coming Uh uh-huh oh well
0: see ya are you sure you don't want to come it it's 100 percent rose's decision that she didn't come on the main adventure guys not on us rose Ugh. but yeah okay so now let's go to another inconsequential story arc uh finn um this one also hurts and it's not even because of the actor drama that has happened in the past it's because i really, really loved finn and i feel so cheated by his story arc or his lack of story arc and it's just so upsetting (laughs) i know this i i'm so glad that we waited a month to do this because i can laugh as i talk but (laughs) i know i would have cried like a month ago yeah but um yeah so finn uh he is he doesn't have an arc and he doesn't have an arc and i think so we meet him, and he's like, Ray, like, he meets up with Ray after they get out of the Falcon, and they talk about stuff. I, I think they talk about how Poe doesn't like Ray or something. I don't know. They talk about something. But then they go in the, and then he friend zones Rose. <laughs> and yeah, basically, whenever Ray wants to go on her own to try to find the Wayfinder. They're like, nope, we're here with you. We're together, woohoo, three amigos, (laughs) um, and that's fine. And then Ray continues to walk off when she's with Finn. Okay, and then there's this moment where Chewie is taken, and then Finn is like trying to find Ray to tell her to come to the to the ship, Ochi ship at this point. And so he tells Ray that Chewie's on the ship, on the transport. And then Ray is like, she's at this point, she's confronting Kylo in the most nonsensical confrontation in the whole <laughs> world. But, but they're, for some reason, they're... Oh, because he's like, I'm going to get you and turn you to the dark side. Which and Kylo
1: would probably never really say at this point
0: but all right it's such a it's such an insult to our intelligence it so is. so ray's obviously shaken because she's trying to get the ship from and oh and then okay this is before because finn tells ray that Chewie's on the board on the transport for the first order and then kylo walks out of this flaming you know, the flaming ship that he should not have survived at all. (laughs) And he walks up, and he sees her trying to grab the... Yeah, so Ray is obviously very panicked and scared. Like, I guess she's terrified, and she's angry at Kylo for trying to take the... Because she's pulling it towards her with the Force, and then Kylo's pulling it towards himself with the Force, and so then she gets angrier, and then she kills Chewie, and what's crazy about it is that ray felt she didn't she didn't feel chewy there but she felt him at the at the at the not the supremacy but at the on the new dreadnought or whatever ship it's called and she felt his presence there so i don't know what i guess i guess the if you want to give it the benefit of the doubt, the explanation is that she was so panicked and so her emotions were so crazy that she couldn't really see clearly, which Ugh. is insane. Because the force just... <laughs> turns out just Chewie didn't uh, die. Just the... Uh, but anyway... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, back to Finn. He... So basically, he got Chewie killed not really but it was kylo for most part or whatever but <laughs> see this, this movie uh, i'm is sorry i'm struggling talking brain. about this movie no because yeah i mean it is so and then there was this moment where they're finally there's a cool oh, or suppose whenever they go to the rescue chewy it's the most it's a repeat of what happens in the last jedi they even get captured by stormtroopers and s- and nothing like of significance really happens besides them finding Chewie. And um, then they get on the Falcon and, you know, um, what's it called? Hux is revealed to be a spy. Which he would never do. He was indoctrinated <laughs> from childhood. So, if anything, he would try to undermine Kylo Ren, not by f- siding with the Resistance, but by siding with other leadership on board. But that's another story. So, Hux is a Resistance spy, and then finishes. He shoots him on the leg, and then they go to the. What else is there? And then he rescues Rey, and on the Falcon. Once they get the Falcon back. And what else? Oh yeah, no, once they get on Endor or I know it's not Endor, but the planet that the Death Star's on. Kaffir that's whatever whatever. Oh, I forgot. Obviously on Pasana there's some sinking sand and it's literally like Harry Potter <laughs> in the the first Harry Potter book where they're trying to find the philosopher's stone mm-hmm. and um there's a moment where they sink into this underground thing on hogwarts and basically that's what happens with the sinking sand in star wars so they sink down and finn is like i never told you this ray or something and we all assume it's some romantic emotions or something and it's not (laughs) what he wanted to tell her is that he is force sensitive so
1: and we found that out from an interview
0: afterward yeah but even, and but then they started to deny or then the the new the new line for them was that it could be whatever you wanted it to be it could be romantic or it could be the force which doesn't i don't even want to go into that right now but, <laughs> so i forgot to mention that about pasana okay. so he was gonna tell ray something and then he plays it off as a joke afterwards and he and then Poe's like what are you wanting to tell her and then he never follows it up he never tells her either so and then like I think whenever we finally under we're supposed to finally understand what he wanted to tell her is whenever he has this moment of connection with Jana because they're talking about their shared past as stormtroopers but this is also the darkest part of the series they're one of the darkest parts of the series because there's this moment when the dialogue is um so they're discussing their feeling that they had because Janna is also her her and the people on the horses they were also previous stormtroopers so what happens is that um they they're they're talking about all this stuff and they're like oh my gosh i didn't know there was just me and then they're talking about the feelings that they felt whenever they were gonna put their weapons down and this is a discussion that i always have with melissa about how wondering if there's fate in the galaxy or if everything is just the force but there's a line that finn says where he says that it wasn't even like a it wasn't like a choice it was a feeling that they had to put their weapons Mm -hmm. down so the dark implications of this is that there's no free will finn didn't rebel against the first order because he wanted to it's because the force was telling him to so it's very dark how do you feel about that, Melissa? Did you get the, come whenever you watched it were you feeling like that? Like that's what they were saying or was there another way to read it that's more um like positive? I because- guess it
1: could be interpreted as like there's something that was pushing them to that was maybe not pushing them but just gave them like an inkling of what the right choice was, but it was up to them to make that choice. Um, I don't like that they turned the force into this feeling. You know what I mean?
0: Like, I don't... I think it was always a feeling, but some people were just more attuned to this feeling than anybody else. But, I mean, I think that's always been there. But I don't... What I don't like is that it's literally just... Cause like, you know, Maz Kanata, she's force sensitive, but she's not like a force user. And, um, there's that. So that's kind of established in canon, but I just, I feel like they went ab- about it the wrong way. And on top of that, they barely get into it at all. Like, I think that's the, that's another conversation, like the Zori, Zori Poe conversation that's more intimate than Ray and Kylo. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I just I almost feel it's like so the force sad. was cheapened in this movie. Like it just it was just the feeling or oh at the end of the fight it's just oh it just turns into a superpower,
0: like you know, it's just Oh, I agree with that completely. <laughs> but I feel like the force being a feeling is okay. That's because you know fine. how I in guess, the last movie
1: I guess because I think didn't, it plays like- along with they didn't go into it. Like they didn't dive into what that meant. They just kind of threw it out there like, yeah, it's just a feeling. That's it.
0: No, like yeah, completely. Like it didn't it didn't really go deeper into like the most significance it has to Finn's actual arc is the fact that he feels Ray die, which okay, that's great that he he loves her very much and I know that like they're best friends or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's just kind of insane because It's not about him, ultimately. It's about Rey. Like, everything that happened for him was for Rey. And it's just so sad. Because The Last Jedi, if... I understand some of the criticisms of Finn's arc, but if it was one thing that happened in the movie, is that he moved on from being obsessed with Rey. And in this movie, it's just back to the start.
1: Yeah. No. Yeah, like... I guess I don't know like even it I mean it should it should be telling enough when as you're watching this movie as an audience member you're just kind of like okay he's just obsessed with Ray all he's screaming is Ray you know he obviously has something going on with Ray and even when I you know obviously I didn't see the interviews or the interviews didn't come out like where JJ says oh yeah he was telling her that he has the force even before I knew that when I was watching the movie for the first time, I just felt like, ugh, they're, he's pushing the Finn Ray stuff, isn't he?
0: And, like, if they were gonna, okay, like, if they were really gonna do the Finn Ray stuff, do it. Like, go straight for it. Like, have Ray have feelings for him. Have Ray show that she really cares about him. Have the, him tell her the secret. Like, do something. Like, if you're gonna go in one direction, don't just. This isn't the movie for you to open a million other mystery boxes. This is a movie that you're supposed to conclude a whole saga, a whole trilogy. If you don't want to do the whole saga, just do the trilogy. And it's just like, Data didn't even give us the benefit of that. Like, we don't know where Finn and Rey stand at the end of The Rise of Skywalker besides the fact that she loves her friends. Like, we get it. But like, is there anything else? Like, it's just, she never tells him about... She anything never. Happen they happen never. She never medical. tells her friends
1: about the Force bond. She never tells them about her own like Palpatine lineage. It's like she doesn't tell about anything. So how is supposed to even like? How is supposed to even believe that she's friends with them if they're always in the dark? She they don't share anything personal with each other. Even when she
0: told Finn, like nobody knows me. Nobody th- knows th- me. She nothing- never, like it never is concluded with oh you're right Finn you do know me. It's concluded with her walking off and Finn looking sad. It, yeah,
1: it's like nothing happens between them. Like nothing is is acknowledged. In the trailer we got Kylo we're, like responding with but I do and that's not even in the movie. <laughs> so it's like there's just so much that is picked up as a thread in the movie and strapped. So it's like, JJ's like, oh, this is, he even said it himself. He's like, you know, there's things I thought were cool that I was like, you know, I'm just going to throw it, put this in the movie because I think it's cool. It's like, okay, if you think it's cool, but it if it doesn't make sense with the movie, then why are you putting in the, putting it in there? It's just that he, it's like he's adding a bunch of things that he thinks are cool and stuffing them in a movie. And he's like, here you go. This is awesome. Right. And we're like, what is this mess? <laughs> It's just a bunch of nonsensical things put together that don't really belong together. But he's just doing it because it's cool.
0: And, like, there's this moment where Finn is, like, seeing Rey fly, or not fly, but, like, sail into the Death Star at ruins. And she he's freaked out, and he's like, we gotta help her. But, like, whenever they get to, the, to Rey, and she's fighting Kylo... You f- you just think and it's kind of like what the fuck is he gonna do? Like what is he gonna do against <laughs> Kylo Ren? Like, he's just he's yelling. Trained. He's running he towards them. He's yelling. Like, he just runs. Rey, like Kylo Ren isn't gonna <laughs> give. A- he's already proved to you that he doesn't care about you like enough to spare you. Why are you trying to go fight Kylo like, Ren? What are you gonna do? Like, You're gonna you run up there? Like do they not trust her strength? Maybe like maybe he, get has it. Secret- like, intention- he has a secret. What is that? He has a secret
1: superpower. I'm like yelling. I'm, and maybe if he yelled yeah yell loud enough, he'd like push Kylo Ren back or something. <laughs> Some sort of force push with his I'm, screams. No, but
0: I'm genuinely like, I'm genuinely like, what was the intentions here? Like that you care about Ray? We already know this. Like, we know that. Like that's already established. You don't need to establish it again here. He could have had his growth moment at that moment and been like, You're right, Poe. She has this. She's strong enough to face whatever's up. Next for her, but instead he's he doesn't get that opportunity, and then that's I kind of that's honestly the last bit of character the character moment for Finn. Like no, there's another one where he's gonna go sacrifice himself again, and he's talking to Rose about it, and Rose is like, "What are you gonna do?" And she's kind of like, "Are you kidding me?" Because it's like he didn't learn the lesson that she taught him, like she he went on a suicide mission again and this time not with her but with a different (laughs) horse girl so it's just it's so sad yeah because like rose even looks at him like what like are you serious (laughs) but uh this time he succeeds and he actually makes a difference but honestly at this point like the battle is so convoluted and so annoying that it's just you don't even i personally didn't even notice if he made a difference yeah because i think he was about to give up and then lando comes in and then he's like yeah lando like <laughs> lando's not even the main character in this trilogy and he saved the day i it's like a whole thing too with lando too
1: that i just don't like
0: Ugh.
1: i will we'll yeah i get into him soon
0: but it's just Oh, you want to talk about... Just go on yeah, now. They, Let's talk about uh, Lando. It's Is like, it the Jana thing?
1: Like, you know how fans were wanting him to be there from the beginning? And for whatever reason, you know, they didn't do this till now. It's like, why even have him come in when he didn't do anything? Like, he just showed up at the very end. He Even when they first saw him in, on Pasana, like, he's... Somehow he's just there, and I mean, I know that he said that him and Luke were looking for the Wayfinder or whatever, Exegol, whatever the heck, but it's never revealed, like, why he's still there, or why is he not on Cloud City? Like, what happened? Um, it's, like, nothing. We don't know anything. Like, why is he still there? Nothing. And then and then suddenly he's on you know, he's on Exegol or flying flying in the airs of Exegol with a bunch of ships. Like, where did this happen? When did he get the Millennium Falcon? What is his reaction to getting the Millennium Falcon back? Like, we don't know. We don't... It's bad. And then he's, he didn't do anything. Like, he just... I mean, he did, like, what Leia was supposed to do. He
0: yeah. brought all these Dunkirk
1: people. And they listened to him. Have you watched But Dunkirk? not Leia when she first called.
0: No, I, I mean again if we're gonna go off of the most generous reading of this story it's the whole i think the lando thing is it's supposed to imply that luke skywalker the combination of luke skywalker the what happened on crate and seeing the falcon is what brought all these people out for this one battle the final battle and why did, okay. it, why did work it take like a whole year? Why did it take so long? None of the resistance... Okay, you know how I said I took yeah. notes? Um, so let me look through my notes real quick. Because I... Okay, I literally... I wrote on one of these pages. This is when I stopped paying attention <laughs> to what's going on with the resistance like I literally wrote that as I watched it the second time because I think I think once after the scene with Han mm-hmm. and all the resistance stuff just doesn't Well it's like cuz you know like, that something work profound just happened
1: with Ben. So like I think it's like what half hour till we
0: see him again? Oh, I have something to say about that that's probably unpopular, but we'll get that. We'll get into that later, but yeah no just the resistance thing it didn't hold any emotional weight for me the only line that i kind of liked was um that it's not it's not a navy it's just yeah. people and how i like the line that zori said about how they win by making us think that we're alone but those lines are so hard trying to be what um uh, that's how we're gonna win saving yeah. what we love not fighting what saving what we love like it those lines are trying to be that line so yeah, hard yeah, they are. that it's just like it's kind of like you just swat it like a fly like <laughs> okay whatever but yeah no the resistance plot doesn't work it does i mean it might work for people who are into like but it's just like we knew that the good guys were gonna win and we knew this like that's something that's like implied right away from the beginning of any trilogy except for the prequels but Like, it's just kind of like, okay, we knew that the good guys were going to win. So why aren't you making it interesting for people?
1: Yeah, it's like, there's no surprise that they're going to win. It's the last movie.
0: With the new characters, like, with the sequel trilogy characters. Makes one of them save the day, and none of them save the day. It was freaking Lando. And then with Rey, it was the (laughs) stupid-ass Jedi. Like, and then she dies. Like, it's just so frustrating. Like, they didn't save... They were just tools to get... To the original trilogy characters for the screenwriters, literally everybody were just tools for this, for the OT characters. So now it is time to get into the Skywalker's. Mm. An hour in. Okay, unless there was someone else that you wanted to discuss. Early on in the leaks, there was
1: some talk about her being Lando's daughter.
0: I don't even think that. The thing is, I don't even think she was Lando's daughter. I think that she was in a situation that was similar to what Lando's situation was, where Lando felt some compassion for her because he there knew that There was some talk too that, she that he
1: felt... He just felt like he was like his daughter whom he lost. But did they even talk about him having a daughter at all? So, no, you know
0: what's don't. crazy? So, that's why a lot of... That's why a lot of people were thinking that he was hitting on her. You know what's crazy? Like, I didn't get that Matt, read. Matt Martin. But that's what so people Matt thought. Martin.
1: I, one of his answers was, I think it was something, somebody answered or somebody asked something about this. Like, uh, I forgot. But he they said something like, oh, why did it seem this way when Jana is his daughter or whatever? And I think he answered kind of like, well, my thinking was that he saw his daughter in her. And then I'm like, did they even say that he had a daughter? No, that's all um that's all in the Visceral I know, dictionary. it's just ugh. the fact that I have to go into the, the visual dictionary to even find plot points.
0: And people aren't going to do that. People aren't going to do that. Like we shouldn't. Like the books aren't even canon anymore. Why am I going to care about any of the extra material that they put out? Like, I mean, they're canon, but I'm not taking them as canon anymore. Like, I'm never buying another Starbucks book, Starbucks. <laughs> I'm never buying another Star Wars book ever again with my own money. Like, that's how bad this movie is to well, that. Yeah, because it's like, if they and can just... I'm sorry just... for the people who, like, work hard on writing books, but nothing that they write matters for the canon. Because
1: if they can just be kind of re-retconned in the movies, then what's the point, you know?
0: And I understand that the the movies are always going to take precedent and they're going to always have the directors are going to have the say like creative say in what happens to those characters and stuff this and they can re- disregard the canon i get that but it's just kind of like okay so i'm just not going to buy anything that's fine like you guys can do that but i'm just not going to buy anything yeah all right let's and i did buy a, i have so many books i uh... i bought like audio books yeah, so... i i I've, i was i bought
1: Resistance Reborn before the movie came out and I was determined to finish it before the movie but then like right after I found out what happened I'm like I'm never finishing
0: that book <laughs> yeah yep so that's unfortunate so I don't think Janna was ever his daughter but I think it was just implied that they had similar s- yeah. stories and the force brought them together or something but Janna's plot is not even any doesn't have any significance at all. And there was an interview after the movie came out where she's talking to Vanity Fair, I believe, and they're discussing about how like her and John played the whole romance Dana angle in relationship as from the romantic angle. And I mean, I I, got, I caught that, but only because there was this one shot of them once they were fighting the final battle or whatever. There was this one shot of them really close together. So I was like, oh, there's something mm-hmm. going on there. And um, it makes sense, but ultimately, it's just so sad that nobody. There's no endgame couple for the. Well, it's even trilogy. confusing
1: too, to the people who didn't read like *Resistance Reborn* or even anything, or just it's like what happened to Finn and Rose. You know, like there's no resolution to that. They didn't in the in the movie. They didn't say, "Oh, we're just gonna be friends now." Oh, well, you know,
0: well that 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 touch of her shoulder. I think that's supposed to But it's to like
1: not explicit, you know? This. Like how is anyone gonna know? Well nothing's explicit
0: in this movie, is it's, it? <laughs> yeah.
1: It's just like yeah. So
0: it's just such a insult. All right. It's a waste. It's so sad because we love these characters. Like, it's not like we're just haters of the sequel trilogy who just... And for me, it's not even the fact that I didn't get what I want. It's just that these characters didn't even get... They didn't even, they didn't get, even get what they wanted. Proper. Let's okay. Go to the, so now that we're done the, with... The, this tragic family. We're going to go to the Skywalkers. Ugh. No, I don't want to talk about... Well, let's go by character. Just, let's just do right. it. Let's just do so it. So we have... We have Ray Palpatine. I'm not going to call her Palpatine. So, well, her or canon... Or Skywalker. Okay, fine. Ray Skywalker. Well, she... I'm not calling her either. This She's just contra- Rey. one of my controversial takes. Is that I'm more okay with her being. I'm a actually Skywalker more okay
1: with like, her being a Palpatine than a Skywalker.
0: Well, for me, it's just like I have two ways about it. Because obviously, we did that whole podcast on Robert Bly and eating your shadow, and we discussed this in this the, the Ray episode. We did a whole episode. <laughs> on Rey, up- so we Rey. love Ray. Um, but. I don't like that she didn't eat her shadow. She never talks about being a Palpatine. She never discusses anything with anybody of significance about how she feels about being a Palpatine. It's just kind of like all implied. So her story arc is just her being a passive observer to her own story. And... It's really bum it, it bums me out. And I think why I'm okay with her being a Skywalker, despite the whole her and Luke barely got along or whatever, is just the fact that she does belong in that family. I think she's belonged in that family since the Falcon was hers in the Force Awakens, since the Skywalker saw his saber called to her. I might not like how we got there and I don't like how it was executed, but I can see why she would feel herself most at home with the Skywalker name now I do think that her calling herself Solo or Organa would have made more sense to her story and what we actually see on screen in terms of like who she gets along with who she loves all that stuff and not Skywalker because we saw The Last Jedi and her and Luke really were just they were work pals basically and she almost she beat him up so it's just And then at the end, she's like, she felt peace and purpose with Luke dying. And like, he was, I I never got this, and you didn't either, I think, about like, I never thought that they were close. I knew he was her master, but not really. Like, he, even Daisy Ridley says in the behind the scenes of The Last Jedi that it's Luke who should be nurturing Rey, but ultimately it's Kylo. So that's not continued. No. (laughs) at all and we're supposed to pretend that her her, him and him and ray are like completely okay and so that's why i'm kind of like that's my explanation to to why i'm more okay with ray skywalker than i am with like i mean it's not like i'm not okay with ray palpatine i'm not okay with any of the the way we got to any of this stuff i'm definitely not okay with ray palpatine at all i think it's a bunch of bullshit and i think it was just shoehorned in so that they could have a main bad guy that wasn't kylo who actually had some emotional story t- that was tied to the well, main they even, character they just thought that that's why be cooler they cooler made- for
1: her to be related to palpatine they literally said that like oh well we know that this is a pretty because talking about the last jedi about ray being a nobody they thought yeah that's pretty bad but What's even worse is if she was a Palpatine. It's like they completely... Yeah, but I mean... Yeah, it's like they completely disregarded. I'll go
0: into it when we talk Mm -hmm. about Ben. I'll go into it when we talk about Ben. But I think the issue with the writing stems from the fact that they have to have Ray have some emotional connection to Mm -hmm. the main bad guy. And I think that's why they made her a Palpatine. Because she doesn't she, she she has no place in this story she's nothing she comes from nothing she doesn't have an emotional tie to palpatine so they, they have just, to have some kind of said, Palpatine backstory. killed
1: your parents because he saw you were going to be strong or whatever or be a threat
0: yeah no i mean you know yeah, that yeah, i know okay i'm just like this, it's just like that's what they thought their, that's what that they're was, thinking like, that's what they thought so like I'm. that's why i'm so her she never acknowledges the fact that she's a Palpatine. But let's start from the beginning of her story. We are introduced to Ray in the Rise of Skywalker of her meditating, saying, be with me, be with me. And immediately I'm like that's going to have some significance to the plot the Be With Me but it's because I thought it was going to have to do with Ben. Even though I had read the spoilers already and nobody had mentioned the Be With Me stuff but I was like oh that would be really romantic if it ends up being about Ben. <laughs> no. It didn't. <laughs> it didn't go anywhere. Um, Well it did go somewhere but okay and then let's see. She's says that she needs to earn her brother's lightsaber. I don't I if we're giving the story the benefit of the doubt I can see Rey not feeling comfortable with the whole responsibility even yet but that's the whole point of the last Jedi the last Jedi was her the end of her story was kind of her accepting her role in this stuff and even well even if I'm being nice to this the rise of Skywalker and saying that she needs to earn the saber she tells she asks she's so like whenever at the last scene with leia she's like how are we gonna do anything with this and then leia's like we have everything we need so she still has to be reassured Mm -hmm. and but so maybe she's still feeling insecure but i don't know i don't like the line i would have never had it and if i hadn't written the script i would never have had that um i just it's just that along with another line that we'll talk about in a second is just it's all despicable to me like wow you're already undermining the character you created and it's like still the first like 20 minutes of the yeah movie.
1: i mean i should have known from the moment she went back into her tfa outfit what was gonna happen because I, I just read like a article today where i forgot his name but the costume designer. Was telling JJ like, okay, we gotta revamp her outfit. We gotta do this. Gotta do that. And he's like, yeah, well, I really like the TA- TFA outfit, and I just want her to have that.
0: Who's JJ? That? JJ or said he want he
1: liked the JJ. TFA outfit, and he kind of wanted it to be like a continuation all throughout, kind of like as if she was a cartoon character or something. And mm, well, I forgot his name. The costume designer was like, okay, and he even said like he was overridden by JJ. Um, I can even show you the article. It's in my Twitter feed somewhere. And...
0: Right, I'm sure I'll do that. <laughs> I don't need it.
1: And he's like... And then I guess the costume designer suggested to just make it white. And I guess to kind of symbolize Leia. And I'm like, how how are these guys... No, no offense to the costume designer, because I don't know what he was... You know, what he had to go through. But, like, how are these people not understanding... That Rey is her own person. She doesn't have to mimic a legacy character. She doesn't have to resemble this person, that person. She could just be herself. She doesn't have to be related to anybody big. She can be Ray, nobody. And that's way more impactful than if she was, you know, some legacy character related to some legacy character. Like, I, I, I'm I, so astounded that nobody understands that. Who Like, the people who made this movie did not understand exactly what they had for, like, with Ray. Like TFA Ray, yeah, we don't really know her that much. But then, like TLJ Ray, like we really got to understand her insecurities, you know, her, like who she was as a, as a person, as a character, and how much, like, not knowing or not having a family, like, affected her. And that was her biggest hurdle, is like realizing that your parents are nobody. Like, that, in the words of Ryan Johnson, that was her biggest, like, the be- the worst answer she could have gotten and jj and terry were like um actually no the worst answer is this it's like you're it's almost like i know ray's not a real person <laughs> okay i know that it's uh, but you're just doing such a disservice to the character it's like you're just playing around with like i don't know it's like you're just molding her in it's stupid cuz i'm talking about a fictional character
0: but it's i don't know if you no, but it's it's valid. It's valid because we had real yeah. emotions with these. We have real emotional ties because so many characters. people it's not related like
1: just... to that, like Ray being a nobody, and then it's like you completely give the audience whiplash with those feelings. It's like, well, you actually just come from a really evil family. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> and like I understand how it could have been a romantic. I would have been, okay yeah, been, been okay with, yeah, I would have been.
1: I would have been okay with Ray Palpatine if it was. From the get-go. I would have been like, oh, cool. Like, okay, so we're getting this kind of, you know, come from the dark side, come from the light side. They're flipped and they're, they're you know, they're two sides of the same coin. Like, yeah, I get it. Like, and it's Palpatine and Anakin's, like, grandchildren. Like, I would have seen the connections and I would have liked it. But that's not how we started out. And now it just feels like an insult, like, whiplash and just in, not genuine. Like, it wasn't the plan it's pretty obvious, and it just feels fake, and doesn't make any emotional connection with me because it just it was just shoehorned at the very last minute.
0: So, you know. Yeah. So let's go back into the plot of the story, because Ray actually kind of has an arc. Um, so we are introduced with the be with me. We're we're at the lightsaber part right now. <laughs> so the saber is she's supposed to earn it all this stuff um they discover that palpatine's back uh ray's like oh master luke wrote in the in the jedi text about Exigo," and which is a red con a lot of people are like a lot of the stuff that people are calling red cons isn't really a red con but this is really a red con (laughs) because luke told yoda that he had not read the books so that was red conned and then so apparently Luke did read, and this whole time he was on the island and he was investigating this stuff and reading these books and all this stuff, and leaving notes for future students, which doesn't make any fucking sense because he wanted the Jedi to fucking die. And I keep cussing, and I'm sorry. Well, I guess you could say,
1: action. oh, he did this before he exiled himself. But again, like he even said he didn't. Yeah, look but at the like books. he
0: exiled himself on Acto, on Act Two or Acto. Like he went to Acto to be exiled, yeah. like he didn't have the jedi text before he went to the island because they were on the island um so it doesn't make any sense and that's so disrespectful and ray doesn't interact with any women that aren't mentors in the whole trilogy so there's that and on top of that so the whole scene when she's training i don't understand it at all because I hated it. People keep telling me that it's it's Kylo. I still don't understand that scene. Her, but I don't understand how that works. It's so stupid. Like he's touching the mask and she's having some emotions. He, he about it. like how does why she connect it is he to touching the
1: mask? the mask? He knows it's not really Vader.
0: Why? Like if if we're being real here, if we're trying, if I'm being positive or if I'm trying to give the movie the benefit of the doubt, I think the whole thing is that now that he knows that the mask isn't vader and he knows that it's palpatine he's touching it so that he can have access to ray because at this point he are kylo knows that she's a palpatine (laughs) and he's trying to distract her using the mask because she's connected to the person that's tied to this mask even though we don't even so that's why she's such a reach though like and that's why she has all the visions of her past (laughs) And he has visions of him, too. It's kind of a reach, but so I mean, I wouldn't be
1: surprised if that's what they wanted to say.
0: What I'm saying is, like, this is me being the most generous <laughs> yeah. to this movie. That's yeah. what I'm trying to, like, because otherwise it doesn't make any sense as to why she would be distracted by the mask.
1: And she gets angry and she hits, like, the little, I forgot what they call it, little ball you know bb8 no <laughs> 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 like forgot oh my BB-8's god he had a really bad visual <laughs> no the um like the blast like practice like little ball thing that that luke had in the uh, uh, new hope where he she slams it against the tree with her own staff i forgot what it's called you know what i mean
0: yeah the training ball i know what you're saying
1: you know what i mean yeah yeah. So it's like, what the whole? It, what was the point of that? Why did she? Why did she get so mad? Because he what like interrupted her practice?
0: No, because she has to face confront her emotions. He's like the whole thing with Rey and Kylo is that he's pushing her like emotionally to embrace this part of her that she wants to suppress. That's what. That's why he comes across as so rude to her because while. The hut scene in The Last Jedi is them like thinking that they have a future together. In this movie, it's just Kylo constantly nagging at her, like constantly being like, hey, 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 look at this, look at this, look at this. And it's, it comes across really like, I don't, I don't like that. He's very antagonistic. And, and it's like, you want her to be with you, dude, but yet you're just, you can see that she's not interested in that way, but you're still pushing. And like, I don't, I'm obviously a Raylo, so please, I, I'm a Raylo. Like, I I like their dynamic, but in this movie, it just well,
1: it's also like what happened between the TLJ and this movie. Like, did they have any four bonds, or is it all just were they disconnected the whole time? Like, did they did their calls go to voicemail? Like, what happened? Like, we have no idea. And it's just, like, how did we, how did they go, how did Kylo go from being a sad puppy in the last so- last shot of The Last Jedi to kind of this, you know, baddie type of antagonistic character in The Rise of Skywalker? Like, what happened? Or, you know, how is he not sad anymore? Like, how did he just get angry and... Why is Ray? I mean, Ray was kind of angry at the end of the movie, The Last Jedi, too. But now she's also kind of just—I mean, she's feeding always, off but them. But like
0: the her anger is attributed to like attributed to something else. Like in this, yeah, movie. I know it's like
1: being like, a Palpatine and the dark side and blah, blah blah. But it's like she doesn't even acknowledge their hand touch or any of the emotions they connected the over. The only thing
0: that she acknowledges is the throne room scene. Yeah, <laughs> that's a... And like that's their only that's their only conversation of them being real that's with each other. That's the only besides one besides the one in on Pazana, besides the Pazana force bond. <laughs> like, so if we're going along with it, so she's like realizing she has to find Exegol, she has to find the Wayfinder or whatever, mm-hmm. and then she, um, she's angry she heals the snake i like that part of the movie i really like that part of the movie yeah and she she takes on dio and am i the only one who obviously the snake is a her healing healing the snake is foreshadowing for her healing kylo or Kylie healing ben. yeah but i also thought dio was supposed to be like kylo yeah like yes Yeah, yeah, because especially Dio is this injured droid who was treated really badly and doesn't do well with a lot of people. But Ray's like, You're okay because you're with us now.
1: That could have been such a good foreshadowing to like Ben joining the
0: resistance or just helping them. Or like, even if he was never gonna do that, like, it still could have been like he could have Dio could have been with her on Tatooine at the end. Yeah, like. Just, I guess, but, but JJ doesn't
1: want anything new in the last scene. He just wants to put her back where she started.
0: Right. So she takes on Dio. The quicksand thing happens. This is before Dio, but the quicksand thing happens. She asks Finn what he wanted to tell her. Finn doesn't tell. She is it me or did Daisy and Finn uh, Daisy and John didn't have chemistry in this movie? No, not like in like TFA. Even friendship chemistry. TFA was like they were like really actually like is that is it just me no no or- i feel the
1: same way It like i said it felt like more like them as people interacting more than them as characters but even
0: that even they have a lot of chemistry it's like but they interact
1: maybe they were trying too hard it's like all right here's me trying to be ray <laughs> and john trying to be finn
0: and we're gonna just it just do this. Whatever happened with their chemistry, like if, if if they were trying to go the FinRay route, which I know that they weren't, but if even if the the creators were trying to go the finray route, the way that it was done is not great. It was not good at all. It I don't think she had chemistry with the people that were supposed to be most important to her life, and that's really depressing for me as a Ray fan well, we, because um, the only person
1: that she had chemistry with was always 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 Kylo. Always. Like there was never, oh well, Maybe we can argue this movie, well, but I mean, like before this
0: movie, I don't feel it until he's Ben. Yeah, but I don't feel, and I hate saying this because I really love this relationship. Like they're the most, they're like, I feel like this is the ship that I've shipped the hardest in my whole life. <laughs> Me too. But now after the rise of Skywalker, I realize that it was just the the last Jedi, <laughs> which is really really upsetting. But even like, even. You know, I mean, the
1: the last Jedi even took it. Even the Force it.
0: Awakens, even the Force Awakens, they had a lot of, yeah, no, I I know it was antagonistic, but it made sense for that to be antagonistic. Well, yeah, in the beginning, it, it has to sense be that for way to be completely antagonistic. And I know they were gonna ref I know they were gonna go back to their default, but they took too long. They they stayed there for too long in the movie. Like, as soon as Ben learned about the Palpatine r- stuff about his life, he should have been like, let me try to get right there. The
1: when he found out Palpatine was... In the very beginning of the movie, when he found out that Palpatine was the orchestrator in everything, he should have flipped like that.
0: Not, like, completely, but, like, at least have a hint. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Instead of being like, oh, I'm gonna get you, Ray. I'm gonna get you. <laughs> I'm gonna turn to the dark side.
1: <laughs> but oh, we still did not even know, like, I- how Ben felt about the whole Palpatine thing.
0: And, like, I get that he's not the main character. Like, I get that, but, like... This is he's some pretty big information much information that you're dropping.
1: He's almost pretty much as equal as a main character as Ray is. Like they've pretty much, you know, mm, you've already
0: I I wouldn't agree with that just because Ray's the person we see like we well, see yeah. everything through her eyes. I know. So she's the main character, but like I mean I'm not saying he's not an important character, but I don't think that they think he's an important character. I think... I don't. Well, I even, really don't.
1: I know, like, the way J.J. treated him, and I. it's just that J.J. and Ryan both said that they're two halves of the same protagonist, two sides of the same coin. That's why I, I'm saying I think that.
0: that. No, no, I'm not saying that you're wrong. What I'm saying is that, like, I think that they were doing something really interesting with the character, with Kylo Ren in The Force Awakens. Like, I think that he had a lot of he had some of the, i mean he still has some of the most significant like stuff in his like whole character but like in the force awakens we have moments where he reflects on what's going on with him and he's on his he's by himself and he's like as, talking to his grandfather and then we see him with ray and how they connect and it's like they have this sim he feels the similarity to this girl who he doesn't know mm-hmm. and then like and then in the rise of skywalker it's not the same no like at all like he doesn't even have those moments like outside of being ben solo he doesn't he the only moment that they have that's truly just theirs is when he's he's asking her like you wanted to take my hand why didn't you and she's like you wanted to you could have killed me why didn't you and right there i think that's the implication is that they can't kill each other like she he can't kill her and and she wanted to take his hand but um she didn't and it's just like obviously because they're in love but it's like it's not like as set pieces of a movie it's great but as like emotional weight to this to the story it doesn't give any emotional weight to it because it's like you could have had ray talk about her feelings for with finn or you could have had her talk about her feelings with luke with luke or like i know carrie wasn't available but it's just like have her talk about it with someone like have rose be her friend exactly and like have us pretend that they were like so close that they had girl talk and maybe that's not very feminist to have two girls just talk about a man but like Have something where she has Acknowledged her feelings for this character Who's the most important These people are like the dynamic between Rey and Kylo outside of even shipping Raylo. It's the most important dynamic in the (laughs) freaking Sequel story That's the whole reason for the sequels So it's just They should have have given them way more time to talk
1: to each other like instead of fighting every second
0: and i hate i hate being negative about this relationship because obviously i ship it and i'm in the fandom and i love it and uh, like but it's not (laughs) i didn't like like maybe i'm being a brat because i didn't (laughs) get exactly what i wanted but it's not even that like i could have been okay with kylo dying have him have but have ray acknowledge anything in terms of their relationships and stuff so and that didn't happen so it's just so annoying like nothing that like, we got everything we wanted in the most like it's as if they were feeding us like cotton candy like with zero calories <laughs> or like obviously it's a bunch of fake calories so it's just like bad for you and it's 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 really upsetting because you can tell that they knew that Rayla was the most important dynamic but they didn't fully lean into it Even if... They could have still done it if he... Like, I don't know. And I'm not trying to, like, downplay how it ended. Because, obviously, he loved her. So, he gave his life for her. But anything that's before that, like, you're setting that up so late. It's just so weird. Like, I mean, I know it's been set up for, like, two movies that he likes her. But, like, set it up again. Have them have a discussion where they talk about feelings. Or, like, I just... I, I'm so I just feel upset. like
1: JG's allergic to two people talking about their feelings, like in a he room. He is. With nothing else happening. Go, no go, fighting. Go.
0: Like, fighting is supposed to be a conversation. Like, <laughs> they didn't even talk while they were fighting. Not really. Man, it's just... I'm not gonna be, like, crying again, but <laughs> it's just, like, what was you the know. point of any of it? Like, what was the point? What was the point of having them be the main relationship in the re- in the like have them be siblings have them be cousins have finray happen if you're just not gonna be embracing the fact that you set this up like he even said it himself in the academy the only Q and A that jj has done he talked to a fan and he said that he his intention from the force awakens was that it, there was a romantic angle between them um obviously he didn't know where it was gonna go because he was not in charge of the eighth and the ninth movie but like that's how he thought of it and it's just like okay but what are you doing like i don't know it's really upsetting like yeah we we got them like as a canon thing it's not even a canon relationship it's just a canon like reciprocated feelings for each other but ultimately it doesn't land for me and that's really upsetting and I try not to talk about it too much on the internet because I know like I don't want to be like oh she's a Raylo that didn't really care for Raylo and Tross because I know a lot of people love Tross Raylo. like we did get a lot of strong moments but it just wasn't enough like the first half of the movie just didn't I don't like and I don't like Kylo in this movie just nagging her on mm-hmm. like grow up <laughs> like I can like I'm not an anti or anti or like a person that hates Raylo or anything or Kylo Ren like Kylo Ren's my favorite character but it's just like the dynamic they had in this movie is just so it's first movie crap like it's yeah. first movie so They stuff. just re- this is what happens They just reverted yeah. back to TFA time and it's just not fun it's not even fun to watch like I mean it's I guess it's kind of fun to watch because Adam is a good actor but it's just so sad because i i I even felt like daisy and him were had this stilted chemistry that wasn't there in um the last jedi and i think it's because they didn't work together for long enough like they did in the last jedi because in the last jedi they were literally at each other's side like, the actors, and I'm not trying to be, like, a tin hat or anything, Mm -hmm. but, like, it helps when you're dynamic with the actors, that you're constantly seeing them, learning, and getting to know them, like, that's how you make your bond, I guess, show on screen stronger, because ultimately, we're just people, right, but, like, in this movie, I feel like, but, like, that's not even the case completely, like, it's not even about, like, how long she worked with Adam or anything, it was because I don't feel that she and john had any chemistry and by all intents and purposes they were together all the time so (laughs) yeah i mean i don't understand this is why i'm so upset about this movie because ultimately it's empty like if you're not going in the Raylow direction i'm okay with that but like give me another story that i can like sink my teeth into or be interested in make the characters have stakes like outside of just one person that dies for another character like Uh, yeah make it about the new characters that you have i think it's what you told me
1: also earlier too is like the directors are able to push actors to you know to do their best and i think ryan really did that in the last jedi like we really saw daisy act like the best it's
0: even one of um it's not even just about daisy like not being up to par it's even adam like adam his his best performance was the last jedi like I, I won't even say that the Rise of Skywalker is his best performance as Ben or Kylo or Ben. Like it's obviously, but like that's not his fault because they put him in a mask. And yeah, like, I'm pretty sure it's not even him in the mask for some scenes. But <laughs> yeah, it's just upsetting. Like I don't even like I was I was finally like okay, we're, I'm at a point where I can talk about this movie, but now I'm just like I really don't want to talk about the rest of this movie. But we should just go on. Um, so she kills chewie and she's upset and kylo tells her that her anger comes from palpatine and she has his power and those are simul- it's like it's like whenever it's like a boxing match when you get hit twice and then you get knocked out mm-hmm. like that's me with that those <laughs> lines like you hit me once really hard and i'm dizzy and then you tell me that her anger is palpatine's or her power is palpatine's and then it's like okay. ko <laughs> I'm knocked out. It's just So they completely destroyed Ray's character. And I understand that there's people who like, I guess they can relate to Ray's character because sometimes you're just related to really bad people and you choose to be above that and you have the power in being related to good people or you have the power to change your story, to like make your name. You have the story, you have the power to make your last name Mean something good as opposed to something bad, but at the end of the movie, that's disregarded because it's like she doesn't accept the last name.
1: Yeah, like I said, like that would have been totally fine if that was the plan from the beginning, but even still, like now they had they, they printed books and even the women of the galaxy book, like they were honing in on Ray being a nobody and them saying, like, it's okay if you are not related to anybody, like, important, you can still make your own way. And that's like cool, but now that doesn't even apply anymore. So <laughs> it's just really a disservice to Rey. It's just giving all her power to Palpatine, basically.
0: And like I thought that that was just a sin. Cynic- like if we're like I'm like I said, if I was being very nice to this movie, it could just be a line that Kylo is just saying, like. That's not supposed to be a good line that you're supposed to interpret because race power is not Palpatine's power, but literally there's an interview with Terio, Terio who is like the worst, but <laughs> so there's an interview with Chris Terio where he's talking about how they're simultaneously honing in on how being from a certain bloodline makes you stronger in the Force, and also how they are also honing in on anybody can be Force sensitive. And he talks about how, like, yeah, so you anybody could be Force-sensitive, but if you're related to somebody, somebody else, you're probably stronger in the Force. And so he basically does say that that's, his, that's Palpatine's, the Palpatine line's power or whatever. Yeah. And so, way to undermine your main character, guys. It's just, like, I don't
1: think they ever really... At least JJ and Terriel. They never really respected Ray's character as her own character. They were just focused on Leia and Luke and how to make them like relevant even again.
0: If you even if you think about Well, I think that JJ probably did in The Force Awakens, but even then he was still obsessed with the mystery of her parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It should have the parents thing should have just I understand that she being a nobody never satisfied Ray. It shouldn't have actually, she was okay with it because she was the last Jedi and the last Jedi at the end. <laughs> but um, I think that's just something you got to get over. Like, she may have not ever been satis- satisfied being a nobody, but like, that's the that's point. It's like, are. that's what Maz was it's about saying. Embracing who you are.
1: Like, Maz was saying, like, the belonging you seek is not behind you, it is ahead. But then in The Rise of Skywalker, they go back to the past. You know, they're going back to, well, yeah, actually, this is who your parents are, right? And it's like, well, that wasn't the point. The point was to move past that and to say, hey, those people back there, they're not going to make you feel the belonging. It's going to be everyone else ahead of you. And that should have been, you know, her and Kylo. That's who she felt the most connected to. But in The Rise of Skywalker, they backtrack and they go back to the past uh, with her parents. And that's, I think, obviously, that was a mistake. Because that just undermines what Maz said, you know? And I think, you know, even when Daisy said... I, I really, truly wonder what she meant now. It's when somebody asked her, oh, well, what quote or what line reminds you of The Rise of Skywalker? And she said, oh, what Maz said in the, in the first one, you know, the belonging you seek is not behind you. So she literally quoted that line, and I I just wonder what she meant by that now. It's like, what is what does she Probably think Maz meant? Yeah, the trio. <laughs>
0: I think that's what she meant. Maybe. The trio is her belonging.
1: Even though we know that's. Can.
0: Even the movie's telling us that. The movie! We talked about. We talked about Ray and Kylo for so long, and I didn't even bring up the fact that they made them like a force. There's a force term for it. And it's. I don't even. Like, I'm about to go on another rant if we're going to go into that, but like, they made them a dyad. Yeah. And a dyad is supposedly something that's not seen for generations they're kind of for all intents and purposes they're soulmates yeah and they made they gave them a scientific name but it's like used for the most perverse in the most perverse way ever like apparently in the first scene that kylo tells her that she's a palpatine she also says that palpatine doesn't know that they are dyad in the force but at this point, we don't know what a dyad is. We don't know what that is. So it's like, okay, you're a dyad in the Force, but but, but like, what does it have to do with anything? Like, do, even do you if- like
1: how Snoke tells them in the uh, the, for- the last Jedi how that uh that basically they're equals in the Force, and um, Snoke is Palpatine, basically, or at least we we could think that Snoke tells Palpatine what's going on, or he would know what Snoke knows. But this is the, apparently the first time in this movie is when Palpatine figures out their dyad. <laughs>
0: uh, that's why I'm able. I'm still able to watch the last Jedi. <laughs> well, I have to be drunk, but I can still watch it.
1: <laughs> make it make sense. It doesn't, and it will never make sense.
0: I mean, they'll probably do some, like, cartoon or something. I'm just going to assume
1: that pickled Snoke didn't tell Palpatine anything. (laughs) Maybe Snoke was trying to undermine Palpatine the whole time.
0: Yeah, no, I don't know. I don't know. But ultimately, so, they're a diet in the Force. But then, I don't know, whenever Palpatine sucks their power... Does that mean that their dyad force power is gone?
1: I wondered that too. Like when he sucked their power because out. Because
0: like if that's the intention. Is their bond gone? Matt Martin who didn't work on this movie. And he works on the story group. But he didn't work on the story. So he doesn't really know the intentions be- behind their, their choices. But he said that he thinks that Kylo bringing her back from the dead. Is because they're a dyad in the force. Yeah. But if the dyad was sucked out of them by Palpatine. Whenever he brought new life to himself, that wouldn't be possible. How is there a dyad still? And on top of that, who is the dyad that that baby Yoda is connected to? <laughs> because he, um, like grief cargo was about to die. <laughs> now it makes it even makes <laughs> baby Yoda's inherent goodness like really sad because anytime he heals someone, he's giving someone. His life, so he's killing like, himself. he is like what?
1: why 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 is that a thing like why would they make that a thing? like I hate what they did with the force in this movie, uh, not just that, but just other aspects too, but it's like why would
0: like I even hate the dyad because it didn't mean anything no. like yeah, we finally get confirmation that they are there's a connection like we knew that there was already a connection between ray and kylo but i think that they wanted to hone in on the fact that the connection wasn't because of anybody it was because of them but then they made their force bond a dark side power through the um through the extra canon like in the book about the force it calls that a dark side yeah. a dark side power and then in the um Visual Dictionary. It makes the dyad some Sith prophecy, so it's like
1: the dyad can can rejuvenate Palpatine, but it can't save Ben. Like, are you serious?
0: They're literally perverting the idea of having a soulmate in the Force. Yeah. So it's ultimately not a good thing if you have a dyad with. <laughs> Better not else.
1: let the a Sith Lord know you have a dyad. It's like why even have them have a dyad if it's not even special at the end? Like, okay, you can say. You can say that because they had a dyad that Ben is able to bring back Rey. Okay, fine. But then, yeah, like, what about Baby Yoda? Does he have a dyad? Like, there's just so many questions now. And why even have this become special if they don't even get to be together at the end? Like, like, wh- why even, yeah, like you said, like, why even introduce this if it's not gonna come out? Like, nothing's gonna come out of this. They're not together at the end. What's the point? Like, if they're if two are one, I guess you could argue like, oh well, Kylo is in her now, but that's kind of debunked because they kind
0: of—he's not, he's not. Yeah, in it's her. debunked.
1: Like I said, like they just—they said, oh yeah, he's dead, but he, they just didn't choose to show his Force ghost for whatever twin susty reason. But it's like, okay, then why even have this diet if it doesn't say that they can't be together? Like I don't understand like what was the point of it? I don't know. We'll never know probably. Or they'll just come with a come up with a stupid answer. Ugh. This movie sucks. <laughs> I, I can't it's not real. This movie can't hurt me because it's not real. <laughs> it's just so bad. It's just so insulting and I don't I really wonder how Lucasfilm, like, the people who work at Lucasfilm feel, who have to deal with further
0: stories, and... I just, I don't think, okay, if, like, I guess I can, like, start, but, like, since we were talking about the dyad, but I genuinely don't think that they care about the connection between Ray and Kylo. Like, um... I know that that's like the through line of the sequel trilogy but I don't think that they cared about it ultimately. I don't know what the purpose is. I don't know what I don't understand why have them have a connection like this at all because if it's gonna be a situation where Rey and Kylo grew from each other and learned to be better people it works on Ben's end but it doesn't work on Ray's end because Rey didn't learn anything from Kylo at the end of the movie. Like she did not learn anything from Kylo because she's always been inherently good. She just never fell to the dark side, and she was just always everything she had. Like she, all she needed was the Jedi. What does she need Kylo for? The only thing she needed Kylo for was to like live to recharge like, her battery. Like, like I'm not trying to say that like against her character because like she's obviously like really important to me and stuff. But ultimately, the whole bond was just leading for. Ben to give his life to Ray and have have some purpose for his life. Like, finally, I can have, like, I can do one good act. But ultimately, like, what did that's why the end is just so hard for me. Like, Mm -hmm. because ultimately, he gives his life for her and she's sad that he's dead. But, like, what did he learn? What did she learn from him? Yeah because like um in most of these kind of tragic like situations like you have the characters ultimately like there's something that they offer to the other character that mm-hmm. like like that like they change them inherently like on the inside yeah and mm-hmm. the movie like the last scene not having Ben. It's just ultimately like she learned so much from Luke and Leia. But not who cares about that connection with Ben It's just so It sucks. It's and it's so cynical. It's like he all he was he was he was written to be slaughtered and that's okay. Like if that's your intention as a story arc from the beginning okay but don't introduce it with this will begin to make things right and also don't introduce Loris and Tekka telling Ben you cannot deny the truth that is your family when then have Ray do the same thing it's just it bothers me so much how
1: going off of what you said that you know if he was written to die like if they it's, like, it's so stupid because they so st- I hate what Terrio said about, like, he, like, Ben having to clean up his mess. Like, I don't know if you read that article where he basically said, Ren has to clean up his mess after killing his father. And I'm like, what do you mean, like, clean up his mess? Like, he's acting as if he's a real person and he has to pay for his crimes. Like, this is, th- this was written in, like... This was, this was not, they wrote this to, like, they wrote that he killed him. Like, this, this was not something he did independently. That was JJ's decision. Yeah, JJ made this choice to have him kill his father. Like, yeah, like, what do you mean clean up his mess that he made? You're acting as if he's a real person who has to pay for, you know, his consequences. Or get consequences. Like, it's like they really, like... Expect him like yeah now you have to die. Sorry, we made we made this happen, but you gotta die. Like what? It and also like for Rey, the whole in the beginning, the very beginning of the sequel trilogy, the main thing she wanted was a family. Like that's her. That was her main desire was to feel belonging and to have a family. That was we knew that, and in, in the Last Jedi, they make it clear. That the only person who understands her is Kylo, is Ben. Even in the trailers for The Rise of Skywalker, even if it's not in the movie,
0: or even in the movie, even whenever it was cut, like the only people that understand each other the best is Rey it's and Kylo. It's them. And yeah. Even if they didn't have any dialogue together, that's what's implied. They, it's they like, made what's that. What's implied is we don't need a, we don't need to talk about this really, because I get you. So and like. You, everything about you, I understand completely. Yeah, they made that. That's what's implied super by that clear. look. Like, you know, whenever they finally reunite mm-hmm. and they're looking at each other, but they're also back to back. I don't quite get the logistics of that <laughs> scene. But um, before she hands him the saber, like, they're looking at each other, like, in total, like, agreement and understanding and everything. Like, they they're in finally sync. are to the point where they could be together yeah like that's the moment where they're like okay Mm -hmm. let's do this and ultimately it's just about a stupid war they made star wars about the war which is really 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 sad because i know i know a lot of people are like well it's called star wars (laughs) but it was never about the war it just wasn't yeah
1: i mean like i said they made it so abundantly clear what Rey wanted from the very beginning
0: and even in the rise of skywalker they have it
1: yeah and then and then when she finally has what she's desired from the first moment we met her it's taken away and she doesn't get it like how is that possible how do you write a movie and not give the main heroine what she always wanted at the very beginning and she's just okay with it. And she's fine. She's like, oh, I'm smiling at the end. <laughs> she's not sad. We don't get to see. She, I mean, You could say like, oh, she probably cried like by herself at one point. But we don't see that. And that's a deliberate choice for whatever and reason. That's,
0: like, like when I say that, I would have been okay with like Rey and Kylo dying and everything. And um, Palpatine even okay, says. Like even if Kylo had died, even if Kylo had died. Vader died and I know they don't have the same relationship as Luke and Vader it's a romantic one on this end but we have Luke talking to Leia and being like I'm gonna face him they're still good in him and him being like all that stuff and then they have final words between Vader and Luke with the whole um come with me and we'll be together or whatever and he's like Vader's like no just tell your sister you were right about me like you your inherent goodness you were right and when it comes to Kylo it's like there's nothing there like nobody cares about him it's just fine like I get it he's a bad guy but like there's no emotional tether outside of like Rey why even tell Adam him?
1: that Kylo's story is the opposite of Vader's if it's pretty much.
0: well i mean he, i think he elaborated on that saying that um how didn't he say how kylo's very childish at the beginning but goes to it's be confident more mature at the end
1: i guess but like and i know what he's i know why he's. how he's like what's his point when he's saying that but you don't have i don't get why you have to attribute that to vader i don't
0: think he knew that he was gonna die yeah like, I think that's a thing that he didn't know. Mm-hmm. I think that even if Kathleen Kennedy had been like, he's going to die. Because he says that he never knew the exact yeah. how it was going to end. Mm-hmm. And I used to be someone who would be like, yeah, he probably knew. But no, he didn't know. I can't imagine that he knew. And he would take it on. Like, I don't even think because it's different. Because like, even if you read the Trevorrow scripts, like there's two of them. And the story is just different on um, with like both scripts and kylo's role is softened in the second attempt at a script so it's just i don't know i don't know i just i think kathleen kennedy probably said yeah he's gonna die but i don't think that i it didn't have to be like this it could have been more emotional it could have had more held more weight to the story and ultimately there was just nothing there like luke said see you're around kid but that didn't mean anything so I mean we're talking about Rey so let's talk about her anger and it all being attributed to Palpatine obviously we hate that but like her anger what was her anger in The Last Jedi for about the fact that she didn't have an identity or she didn't come up with an identity because I feel like her issues in The Rise of Skywalker are very like they're act two issues that she has does that make sense yeah I think yeah,
1: she's, she's trying to, I think a lot of, some of her anger is aimed at, she's trying to figure out who she is, like, as a person. And she's trying to find guidance for that, but she's not, like, you know, she's not really getting it from where she thought she would be getting it from. You know, she thought she'd be getting it from Luke, um, and she doesn't. She thought she would find answers, you know, in the cave, she doesn't. It's just, like, she's trying to find her place, you know. Like, she says, I'm trying to find this place in, you know, my place in the story. I just need somebody to help me. And Kylo kind of helps her get there, you know, and she didn't expect that. Um, I think that's where a lot of her anger comes from in The Last Jedi. Yeah,
0: and, like, she's trying to give everybody else the responsibility that she doesn't want to take on because obviously at the end of the force awakens she refuses the call but then she gets the saber again but at the same time she's still unsure like yeah she beat kylo up but i don't think she was ready to be the hero at that point right and then in the, the last jedi she ends at a point where she is ready to be the hero she lifts rocks she saves the day um she yeah but I mean, even because you know, after Tia, but Fae- then we have the same issues in the for- the Rise of Skywalker. Like, but now her anger is attributed to like her whole family thing again. And I mean, yeah, she may have been angry about her family at the in the Last Jedi, but ultimately, she was also angry because nobody would help her. Like, mm-hmm. but then she did find someone who she felt a connection to. So,
1: yeah, it's like. I just hate that. Like they, they gave her somebody who understands her like a hundred percent, and they take it away from her. It's like that's so
0: cruel. Like, as a writer, like how is that's so cruel? If you're gonna want us to believe that she has that connection with the, with at least even Finn, prove it. Yeah. <laughs> Show us something. Like I know we're not Finn raised, but like and even if it wasn't a romantic kind of um Mm -hmm. kind of understanding like just prove it that they get each other but we don't even get that with them we don't get that with Ray. we get we get it with ray and kylo but it's unspoken and that's powerful too i'm not trying to like i wish they had dialogue but the lack of dialogue was also a bit powerful because Adam's acting really sh- was shining in that moment and as was Daisy's but it's just kind of like it just it feels really sad like we invest and yeah we might be upset because we didn't get what we wanted but like I've kept on saying that even if they were going to do something they were trying to do something else with the plot like give us some closure give us more with whatever plot you actually wanted to tell i don't know but Mm -hmm. like i don't it's just upsetting ray's storyline is the most important storyline of the sequel trilogy and it's just like (laughs) it's attributed to men for the whole of Mm -hmm. the rise of skywalker and even when and you might be like okay well there's that moment where she defeated palpatine but like she had to call on to the I guess we're going to skip the rest of it because we've already kind of touched on a lot of it. But whenever she's defeating Palpatine, like, sure, she had the strength to call in all the Jedi and it was all within her and they came. But remember Avatar The Last Airbender Mm -hmm. when he's facing the Avatar... or He's facing Ozai. Yeah. And he's facing Ozai and he is... Um, he all the avatars come to him and they take over his power like they, they take over his whole body or whatever yeah and he did he he pushes it away because they they failed yeah <laughs> they failed and he was gonna win on his own and he defeated Ozai on his own like and not by killing him so I, like, you had it right there. They could have easily just had Rey reject the Jedi, like, saying that she has everything she needs within her. Have that be a callback to the Leia line at the end of The Last Jedi. I have everything I need. Mm -hmm. Like, I am all the Sith, and I have everything I need, like, within her. Like, why does she have to have Mace Windu help her out? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mace freaking Windu. (sighs) The whole thing with
1: Rey and the Jedi Um the Jedi being with her to defeat Palpatine. <laughs> it's so stupid, especially with everything that they say during that, like, oh Yoda says like never alone were you, Ray, uh, or something like that. You know, the way Yoda talks. Or um yeah, it's it's yeah. When Leia tells her, never be afraid of who you are, um, I mean, just the fact that she changes her name to Skywalker just already tells you that she is not embracing who she is, you know? And she's accepting another name that's got even, like, probably just as much baggage as the Palpatine name. It's like, why can't you just have, you know, just be Rey or just, like, maybe Rey Solo? Because that'd be nice... To kind of play off of the solo movie where Han chooses his name Solo because he's nobody, you know.
0: I think it was given to him, but um, I mean, yeah, I agree. They could have like, played it, it off that way. Rey, just Ray, yeah. Like, just be that would have been
1: better. That's better than be my first choice. Just Ray, be Ray. Um, but when she's harnessing, harnessing, yeah, yeah harnessing all the Jedi, it's. <laughs> I really hate this and. Em- let me split off from Ray for a second. I really hate how they have quantified the Force this way. It's like saying the only people who the Force cares about are the Jedi, and it's only these. And
0: Ahsoka's not even a Jedi. She's not a Jedi.
1: It's like only these particular Jedi. Too. She has
0: like this really emotional moment where she's talking, or in, in Rebels, where she literally says, "I am no Jedi." And she has a white light. She has her lightsabers to show that, like, she's good, but she's not a Jedi. Like, I don't even know what was the intent there. Yeah. But I'm sure it's not even a, that big of a deal. It's just that she was just there because of the force or something. They just, but. JG just thought it was cool. Can you imagine Ahsoka being the person that trained Ben and not Luke? That would
1: have been way better. Like, he wouldn't, he might not even have turned into Kylo Ren.
0: Yeah, like having like a non-Jedi master, just a master, teaching you about the Force.
1: Yeah. and But unfortunately, what it seems like all the, the Force cares about is the Jedi and the Sith. <sighs> and it's only these particular Jedi. And it's not even saying, oh, well, these particular Jedi mean something to Rey because they don't because she doesn't know them. So it's only meaningful to us as an audience member. That's
0: why the <laughs> be with me stuff not being about Ben ultimately is the craziest part.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like what was? So- <laughs> it's just hurt, like trying. Like, it's about all these people, these dead that, people.
0: Like, like, if you were just, to- I know it's a sick, I know it's a nine movie story, but if you were just watching the sequel trilogy, you would just be like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, like, isn't that? Didn't that happen? I am Iron Man or something. Yes, you know, isn't that something that happens in the- one of those movies? I don't watch them, so I don't know what movie <laughs> that's from. But I heard it was from End Game. Yes, know,
1: Iron Man says, "I am, I am Iron Man." And it's so stupid. There's a lot of Marvel stuff in this stupid movie. But yeah, it's like I like I was saying, I, I hate how they turn the force into something that can be quantified. I hate how
0: Oh, and I hate how the force healing is quantified. Force healing should just be about the love that you have for somebody, not like the amount of force that you have within yourself to give. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because like who knows how much Baby Yoda has, you know? <laughs> Because I don't
0: know, like it's like it's like an actual point system. It's a midichlorian like Rey had, count. <laughs> Ray had six hundred HP, and Ben had six hundred HP. But after he fell, he had fifty HP, <laughs> and then after it's a video game, Rey you know, gave people force. She had like four hundred HP, and then the Jedi. Came into her body and then she had zero XP, she had one XP, and then Ben gave her his 40 XP and then she died. Like, that's exactly what they're saying with this movie. Yeah, and it's
1: just that they made it about good versus evil, black and white, not compared to like The Last Jedi, who made it way more complex. You know, Luke saying, I mean, ultimately,
0: The Last Jedi's The Last Jedi ultimately did fall on the fact that the jedi need to exist and that the tradition has to continue but i thought that it was always going to be something like yeah the tradition is going to continue but it's going to be different yeah it's but not going it. to fall
1: be... upon the same mistakes that the jedi made before
0: and i don't see how that's reflected in the rise of skywalker it's because ray has to has she has to use the jedi to help her yeah it wasn't even her instead of
1: just it wasn't even Rey, like, using her own power. It was everybody else's power, all the other Jedi. Uh, her second saber uh, that was Leia's and then her, yeah. and then Luke's saber. It wasn't even her own saber who they that they could have introduced, you know, like, that she made her, her orange one, like, early on. It was just her using other people's abilities and powers and nothing of her own. And that's just, you know, Insulting to Ray's character and to us who loved her. <laughs> that's what I really hate. Also, it's just what they did with the Force and how they presented that. There's no complexity. It's just straight up good versus evil,
0: and that's. And it. I get it. I get it. If you can't make the good the bad guy good, like maybe right, but, but she he, didn't even, even try. Says that she's not gonna hate. Ray even says that she's not gonna hate. Not even Palpatine. So it's kind of <laughs> like she's okay, like okay, So redemption like, sh- was right. Chief so Demption was right, dumb, but ultimately... Because
1: Palpatine's like, strike me down and hate and whatever, and she's like, I'm not gonna do that, but I'm still gonna strike you down. So it's like, what's the difference? Man. Like, she still attacked him with violence, with you know, with force, like, her actual like, force ability, like her, you know, p- her physical abilities. There's nothing that changed. There's nothing that doesn't suggest that Palpatine's just gonna be back in 30 years. Nothing changed. What's the difference Mm -hmm. between him falling down a reactor shaft, blowing up with the Death Star, and him getting his face melted off? What's the difference? Like, honestly, nothing is different. He still physically got wiped out.
0: You know, there's... (laughs) Even when we... Well, apparently, he's been around since Ben. So if you want to get into Ben now, let's (laughs) get into it. Yeah. he was thrown down the pit because of a grudge that he had against Vader. Yes. Palpatine had against Vader.
1: And I just hate how, I keep saying I I just hate how, but I really do. Well,
0: yeah, like, I mean, we hate it. Like, Palpatine movie stinks.
1: literally says this will be the last word in the story of Skywalker. And he's right. Like, how is the well, villain I mean, I think, correct? As I
0: said, if we're giving this movie the positive spin that they think that we should give it, the whole thing is that no, the legacy of the Skywalker's lives on, but it's Ray. It's like, but he he still kills the last Skywalker. I know he calls Ben the lights the last Skywalker. I guess it's gonna be some major plot twist when he gets the Force, <laughs> the Sith Force, uh, hell, and he realizes that there is still another Skywalker and it's his niece, and he's gonna be happy because Even finally his granddaughter. Someone, yeah. <laughs> Imagine if that was his niece. There was another Palpatine that, that would have made
1: more sense than Palpatine having like, you know, <laughs> a girlfriend or a wife. Okay, well let's go back. Let's go to Ben because I don't I don't know what Lucasfilm was gonna plan for Ben, but just the fact I mean, this is me assuming JJ Interio even looked at the other expanded canon. Or that they even knew about they didn't. Ben's backstory. They didn't.
0: I don't think they cared. They don't have to look at that stuff. <laughs> yeah,
1: they don't care, but. Which is why I I'm never
0: f- buying another one of those books.
1: I don't know if somebody told them or they knew about it, but it's like, why? Obviously, the writers, all the writers I think had a hand in this because they all consistently made Ben really empathetic like you really empathized with him you really felt for him in every expanded canon piece of material because even in the comics even in the novelization like you had him just have like the suckiest life you realize that he has no control from the very moment he's like conceived probably like he has no control over his life he's being consistently influenced and manipulated. And just deceived. And he has.
0: And I think even JJ, he knows this too. Like, he knew even before he made Snoke Palpatine, like, he knew that Ben was constantly being manipulated. Yeah. He wrote The Force Awakens.
1: Yeah, and even, like, in The Rise of Skywalker, they acknowledge it because, Al- uh, like, Palpatine says, I've like, been every voice you've ever heard inside your head. And it's like, yeah, they knew about it. So, So, if they made this character really suffer this way, why 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 would you give him only like five minutes of happiness that you (laughs) it's like why would you make him happy for five not, not even five minutes like just that moment where he brings ray back and then she smiles he smiles they kiss and they have a moment to themselves and it's like why give this character? Why give them both everything they could have wanted ever? Like it, every moment we've seen them in this whole trilogy. Because
0: apparently it's supposed to
1: be some tragedy. Like
0: the, the you can't have a happy, <laughs> fully happy ending because George wouldn't have wanted a naive. Fully happy <laughs> yeah, ending. right.
1: That's what Terios said, despite what we know of Lucas. But and JJ's like, oh yeah, I hope you commit. You come out of this movie feeling better than going in. <laughs> yeah, right. I just, it's just like from a, from like you as a person, you as a writer, you as somebody who has compassion, like in your life, why would you make this happen, the two fictional characters that you have, that you presume, like you, assumedly you care about, like these characters, right? Why would you take away their happiness once they have truly found it? Like How cruel must you be? And I'm not trying to pretend like I know J.J. and Terio, but I just don't understand the notion of, as you're writing this story, I mean, it probably was done last minute, these decisions, or who knows if it was even J.J. or Terio who came up with this. It might have been some other higher-up executive. I don't know, but you as a human being, if you knew all of Ben's history and story, I don't understand how you can take this away from them. Like, I, I don't get it. Maybe that's just me being biased, or maybe that's just me just, I don't know, maybe having compassion for these characters. I don't think they
0: get it either. I don't think they get it either because if they really wanted to tell the story of a tragedy, they would have made it more effective. The actors could only do so much, and they boy did that Adam do a lot. But, yeah, like, but ultimately, it's just like what I don't know. It just even like, did not work for me. It's like. Ben's story didn't work for me his redemption didn't work for me where I don't even like I mean Han and Ben scene sure it's very touching but they don't have any new dialogue and I think it's because he has to be a memory but ultimately there's this really popular anti post like they posted this tweet or whatever about how Ben's redemption was like well I forgive myself so I'm okay with myself and I'm good now and like it's all in his head and that's absolutely like the case like sure he his redemption was literally dying for ray ultimately that was his redemptive act but because he didn't even have anything to do with the palpatine fight like him turning good is not a redemption his it's just him turning good his redemption was him dying for ray because he ray is probably better for the galaxy than he ever was or was ever gonna be so i think that's what they're trying to get across with the redemption but it doesn't work for me because he dies (laughs) like it doesn't work for me because ultimately like it's not even it doesn't even come across like it doesn't even come across to people what happened because i i remember after the movie came out there was these like You know, media websites who were talking about the movie and how the writers who work for the publications feel. And I kept on seeing the comment that, like, he fights he helps fight palpatine and how <laughs> and brings ray back to life as if it's like a retread of vader's redemption but it's not even a retread of vader's redemption because vader actually got to kill palpatine and or allegedly kill palpatine but like what did ben do all he did is dive for ray which okay if she's better for the universe that's fine but like i don't know it doesn't it ultimately like I don't know I don't know what it's supposed the redemption was supposed to send I think it was it might have been one of the things that they wanted a hit but they didn't do it effectively and they could have easily just used Luke to help him out too and they had so many opportunities and so many tools and so many actors that could have helped and it didn't necessarily just have to rely on Carrie but ultimately it didn't work And that's what's so crazy. Like, here I am on a podcast saying that I don't think that the redemption worked. And not because I'm bitter about anything that Ben's ever done. Because I think he deserved, even if he had given orders to destroy all of the New Republic colonies or planets or whatever, I still Mm -hmm. would have been like, okay, he could still be redeemed. But, and like, I, I mean, it's not like I don't accept Ben Solo. I love Ben Solo. But it's just like, it doesn't work because it's like, what what did he do? I mean, I guess what he did for the universe is like die because he gave his life to Ray, who was going to do so much more for the universe than he could possibly do, probably. But why can't they be together? Why does it have to be tragic? Like, it doesn't make... It doesn't make for a compelling story because Star Wars is supposed to be the other. Like, it's not supposed to be like every other franchise that ends with some hero dying. And I know that happened with Vader, but there's a difference between killing off Vader because he was from a different generation than Luke was. So, killing someone off of the same generation as Rey is kind of like, what are you doing? Like, this is really even more tragic than Vader dying.
1: Yeah, because at least Vader had, like, a longer life. <laughs>
0: And he had kids, and he had his family who lived past him, and, like, I don't know. Uh. Ben didn't have anything, and at the end, nobody really cared if he turned.
1: He had nobody. He, you know, he was alone, basically, his whole life, except for the last five minutes of his life.
0: (sighs) And that's his only time he smiled, probably, since leaving his mom. Or since being with Luke. Is there anything else that we needed to talk about? Uh, We didn't even talk about Leia. (laughs) It didn't work for me. It's all kind of
1: intertwined.
0: The whole dying for Ben should have happened after he sacrificed himself for Rey.
1: It would have made much more sense if she gave her life for Ben to give him like a second chance. And then
0: like... What's crazy is that the whole prophecy with Leia is like she knew that somebody would come and pick up her saber at the end of, to finish her Jedi path or to have It could have been Ben's Jedi path but at the end of the day it ended up like the fact that like the person at the end of their Jedi path was Rey at her and like basically her son wasn't good enough and on top of that, her she basically caused Ben's death because she gave up training. Because I think that's what is implied. Remember how whenever you try to stop a prophecy, the prophecy happens. That's <coughs> essentially what she pulled okay. an Anakin. Yeah. And so whenever she stopped her Jedi path is whenever her son was confirmed to have to be dying or to die or whatever and then at the end where ma's smiles whenever she fades or whatever it's the most disgusting (laughs) thing in the world like fuck that like parents kids should and parents dying at the same time is not fucking romantic it's disgusting you if you ask any parent in the world if they want to die with their kid they will say no like what it's the most cynical nihilistic thing in the world and i know it happens like i think like, I know that that happens. Like, it's not like it's impossible or whatever, but that shouldn't be the story that Star Wars is saying.
1: Like, yeah, this it's
0: is really. <laughs> this is not this a heavy. This is a horror show. This it's is, a horror movie. This is not a feel good movie. This and is awful. This whole podcast, this whole po- whole podcast, I've been like, well, if you think about it in a positive light, this is what they were meaning to do like it's not like i'm stupid and i don't get the context of what they were trying to do i get it but it doesn't work (laughs) and it's not it doesn't it's not even that it doesn't work because i don't want it to work it doesn't work because even if i try to give it the positive spin that the the writers wanted us to do it doesn't work because it's not it's there's no found the foundation is like completely like destroyed and cracked and all like blended and it's like a mess and then they're trying to put these pretty set pieces of scenes on top of them but it doesn't
1: work. You don't feel good after watching it you know that's why a lot of people didn't go back like, to watch Like even it. people
0: who are not Raylos don't feel good after they watch yeah. it. Like even people who are not Relos. Like not even because of the fact that there's no Raylo or and even if they're not Raylo's, and this movie didn't change their mind, they still don't feel any diff like, they don't feel good at the end of this movie. Like, that's, like, a, a common thing of people. Like, I was listening to this one podcast of these people who I always disagree with on Star Wars, but I listened because they talk about TV and stuff. And at the end of the podcast, the guy was like, if you're a Star Wars fan, sorry for your loss. <laughs> and, like, it's not even that he's feeling the same thing about, like, Ben or Raylo, But it's just that the movie was so bad.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I there's, there's no hope. There's nothing where you can come out of this and feel hope. Like, you just feel sadness because everyone's dead, you know? Like, there's no connection to it. People
0: actually love this dusk. I also see a lot of people say that, you know, now that Star Wars is free from the Skywalkers, it's going to be more, like, pe- fans aren't going to be as opinionated about it but like fuck that like that's not true like fans love the skywalkers and yes maybe people weren't happy with the last jedi but people were excited to see where this would lead and i don't think people wanted all the skywalkers to die they didn't have to kill
1: all the skywalkers for it to end like they could have just had you're
0: gonna have if you're gonna have han luke and leia die for ben why are you killing ben yeah it's sick that is sick it's
1: it's like if you really wanted to stop the Skywalker saga and just move on, like you could have, you could have just had Ben and Ray like go off and, and even if
0: do their own. And thing. And even the ending to this, even the ending to this, doesn't even lend itself to having the Skywalker saga end because they Ray er, is a Ray Skywalker now. They could easily just. So it doesn't even matter that the actual blood related Skywalker is dead. It doesn't matter that because Ray is still around. And they're not going to kill Ray. I mean, they might whenever she comes back in this next movie, whatever she... Uh, in, like, 30 years. But it's just so bad. I'm not a fan. Yeah, they could have
1: totally just came back. Like, it's from a business point of view. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, you'd kill... Well, uh. from a business
0: point of view, like, you've seen what they've been doing post-Tross. And it doesn't yeah. seem like they are embracing any of the... <laughs> they're not embracing Raylo. They're not embracing um they're not embracing anything no they know it's a, tr- a <laughs> they're trash they're not even embracing the trio dumpster they're bars. not embracing like what are what do they have right now besides baby Yoda
1: nothing but i mean like they could have came back to it later on
0: and if you wanted like they didn't even have to come back to it they, they literally could have just had them they could have had ray have like Okay, maybe if Ben had to die anyway, they could have just had Ray show a, like I like the ending of the Travaro script where she's actually going to teach kids. Like she's that's what her next goal in life is. Mm-hmm. Like she's already starting it whenever she ends the movie and the second Trevorrow script, not the first one. And in the in the end of the Rise of Skywalker it's just kind of like She's wearing the same color. If anything, it is, this trilogy is about failure and about how you can grow beyond failure. So show us that Ray could grow beyond failure by being a new teacher or like showing her next step in her life that's not taking the Skywalker. Like, even if she was taking the Skywalker name, don't make that the last scene of the movie. Is all I'm saying. Like, I don't want to, I keep on trying to like say if they had done this and not done that like i don't want to seem like i'm too obsessed with like Raylo, even though i am but it's just like there are ways that this movie could have been successful if they had done other things with the dynamic and he could have still died but it would have been more impactful you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like of course i don't want him to die but like if i'm being like trying to calm myself down like oh calm down shipper which I know you shouldn't talk to yourself like that. You should just embrace what you love. But like, it's just like there are ways to do this, but they didn't want to. Yeah. So, oh, and this movie ruined Luke Skywalker completely. So <laughs> the last so Jedi is the last ugly. movie. That left. It's not even because of that. It's because of his story arc. Like, yeah. oh yeah, he knew about Ray Palpatine this whole time, and he never told her. And then Ray never's like angry at him for not telling him. And not telling her and luke even had that opportunity with obi-wan and yoda but ray doesn't get the opportunity to be angry about her secret being withheld from her (sighs) um so yeah um is there anything else you wanted to get talk about
1: Uh, i mean for luke like I didn't even like the Luke scene. I thought it was the worst Luke I've ever seen in my entire... not just. I'm not talking <laughs> about visually. I'm like, talking about visually, like, but also his yeah. performance. Mm, I agree. It just felt flat. I like like I somebody said before. It just felt like it was Mark Hamill talking as Luke, but not really. And the- you can tell it was a reshoot too. Yeah, it was not good. <laughs> It is even like it's almost like he didn't even believe what he was saying. <laughs> it's just like though some things are thicker than blood, and
0: and we haven't even talked. We haven't even talked about like um. We haven't even talked about like how we this movie and the last Jedi, uh, just kind of. this movie was i know that they say that it wasn't and i know that a lot of fans of the rise of skywalker are trying to act like this movie was trying to work in tandem with the ideas of the last jedi Uh but i don't agree and i've watched the last jedi so many times and maybe i'm super biased but i don't agree because ultimately the foundation of the um last jedi is that there's more beyond what's there yeah like beyond what's what was there before and you can move on forward you can move forward but this movie is like you need the the, what's i mean the last jedi was also saying that you need the past too but not as much as this movie was trying to say it and i think a lot of people were trying to give him jj the benefit of the doubt whenever they were discussing um in the New York Times article, whenever he was talking about how this move The Last Jedi, was like telling the fans that nothing mattered, and ultimately, that's whenever we should have known. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, <sighs> I mean, I if I'm I I say that there, there's nothing more I can say, but ultimately, I'm just I'm tired of talking essentially <laughs> that's what um, i feel like it's just like i uh, i feel like i if you want to follow me on twitter it's at gold gold cage hostage and i've still i'm still ranting about this movie unfortunately but yeah yeah i think it's finally good to finally because i was dreading making a podcast about this so for so long but it was time so yeah we needed to get yeah. this out and we're probably going to talk about it more once the novelization comes out. Oh, my out, God. <laughs> if yell. it doesn't
1: get pushed back again or if the audio... I don't even know what the heck's going on anymore. But I'm prob- I am probably—I don't think I'm going to buy it. Most likely not ever. No, I
0: don't even think I'm going to read it. I have to make sure I, I didn't think pre-order I it
1: because... I, I don't need a novelization
0: to tell me what I saw in the movie. I saw what I saw and no matter how much they try to fix it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to me. No, yeah. Um. yeah it's awful I'm going to pretend it doesn't exist and the thing is we didn't come into like there are some people who came into the Rise of Skywalker being cynical about JJ and Tario and stuff and they had they they were right ultimately but like us two we were so hopeful and we I, did- I I, I want to keep on saying that it's not because I didn't get exactly what I wanted it's because I don't think that there was a good storyline for Rey who was the main character that I'm upset but if you're just upset because Ben Solo died then fine that's your own thing like I'm not trying to put those people down I'm because every emotion people have towards these characters and these uh, movies it's completely valid but um, yeah I just wanted to say in my perspective it's I mean it's just sad it's all sad it's all depressing there's no hope Star Wars is <laughs> built on hope and there's no hope uh. That's why I'm no hope. pretending this movie doesn't
1: exist. I'm living on fan fiction. I'm coming with my own headcanons. It's just this yeah. hurts so much. I can't even like spend
0: enough. Like, like we time. were genuinely mourning. Like yeah. I looked up symptoms of like people mourning. And that was, my, <laughs> that was me for the three weeks. For three weeks. Yes. Two, three weeks. Yes.
1: That I felt like I lost somebody I knew
0: that's why I couldn't even, I couldn't even podcast, and for so for so long, I thought that I wasn't gonna be able to watch The Last Jedi anymore because of how badly this movie made me feel, and mm. the first time I watched The Last Jedi, um I literally like, sobbed hard like, I, so, I was yes, I had to drink <laughs> to like, get myself to the place where I could emotionally watch Star Wars again after The Rise of Skywalker, but I literally like I was sobbing so hard well whenever the scroll came up for The Last Jedi I was just sobbing and it's so dramatic but I feel like for so long I dedicated it's not even that I hate that I dedicated my time to this series because it taught me a lot of stuff but like I know a lot of things and hopefully we can still continue this podcast I know Clone Wars is coming up but it's gonna take a lot for me to like be excited about star wars again Mm -hmm. and so i don't know when that will be like honestly because i feel pretty let down and i I don't really like holding grudges but i feel like we were sold something that was not ultimately what we got and it's not like i was about to say it's not because of ray not being in the uh, but even if it was because of that we were told by the canon that they felt the most at peace with each other yeah so it's like it's not even like it's bad that i'm like sad that they're done
1: no we had we had like legit expectations that they sold us on and didn't
0: happen you know i just saw the funniest tweet you know how the interview just came out about how they did it in his closet yes there's this one that says joan She's cooking, dinner, saw- and then Adam from his room in the closet. You're a Palpatine. <laughs> Could you imagine? She just like looks up, and then someone's like Adam's son, wondering why his dad isn't in- is hiding in the closet and saying weird shit. <laughs> and it's this SpongeBob fish turning around, like he's like looking to see what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well. Thank you for listening to this episode if you listen to it. I know it's hard to listen to Star Wars podcasts, but I'm sorry we were so negative. But we try. I tried. We had to, to get like, this out. But if we were being positive about this, this is what they were trying to say. Like, I tried hard, but ultimately it didn't work for me because if you can equally read into the movie the good parts, then I could equ- and equally read into it like bad parts about it, like Negative cynical aspects of it, then the movie was not very successful at doing anything, yeah. No, but we have to get the twins to Tatooine, <laughs>
1: we have to get them together because they never were together on Tatooine, despite that not being true.
0: But yeah, <sighs> Twin says yeah. But remember when Daisy said that he was in the, he had an encyclopedic knowledge of Star Wars
1: <laughs> of only the OT, and that's it,
0: not even. Not even. <laughs>
1: Not even. Oh, my God. I'm done with this movie and feeling like crap over it. I'm just going to laugh at it now forever.
0: I say that. I say that, but I'm still... Like, I cried. I haven't cried about it in a while, and I cried today. So, (laughs) on this very podcast... It's
1: been zero days
0: since the (sighs) last incident. Since the last time I cried over Solo. All right. Well... Thank you for listening to this episode. Um, hope you got something out of it. We tried. <laughs> we tried.
1: No, yeah. this had to come out. We had to get this out. It's, you know, yeah. just get it out of the
0: way. Get her feels out of the way. Yeah, maybe Clone Wars will be good. But we know Clone <laughs> Wars is ending in tragedy. We're so. like, maybe Clone Wars will be good. <laughs> God. Yeah, and hopefully, yeah. I mean, my fandom in Star Wars is kind of up in the air, so we'll see. Yeah, I don't mean to be so negative, but I really only cared about the Skywalkers, and <laughs> <laughs> um, so awkward. <laughs> I mean, even Rey Skywalker, I care about her too. So that. even though I don't like that—that's her last name, but like, I love Rey. I know, I love like a lot. Too. So. I feel it down. I don't even feel like that's You can't her. just put a bandaid over a a gun wound and say that it's okay. But even I
1: don't know. Yeah, even when I I look at like Wikipedia or something it says like Ray Skywalker like I feel like I'm looking at a joke.
0: I think I'm coming I'm becoming more given the fact that I just said her name, I'm becoming more okay with it. But like the second time I watched the last Jedi with the Rise of Skywalker, which was like last week, I literally (laughs) walked out of the theater after the hype. (laughs) I didn't want to see the Tatooine moment. Because it looked so bad, too. Like, Tatooine looked horrible. Like, the jaw was. I was like, is this an episode of The Mandalorian? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was
1: not even Tatooine. And I think the the sand crawler was actually, like, a big, like, prop. Like, it wasn't actually, like, a CGI. Well, I mean, they used to do it that way anyway. But I saw, like, a BTS photo of somebody... With like a big like little prop of the sandcrawler, and they just made like there's like a picture of it, and they just worked with it.
0: Yeah. No, I mean it. It looked like a picture. It looked like it was from The Mandalorian. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I guess
1: The Mandalorian is pretty up to date with technology, but still, I don't know. It didn't look. It didn't look like it
0: belonged. All right. Well, thank you for listening. You can catch us at our private or regular individual Twitter handles at uh gold cage. I changed Born as Gods to a different one cuz I was like I don't <laughs> want to be associated with Star Wars anymore. <laughs> and it's a Taylor Swift lyric. Um it's it's Gold Cage Hostage and you can find Melissa at
1: Abandoned Porg on Twitter and Abandoned Sock on Tumblr.
0: Yeah, so thank you for listening guys and um we'll see you when we see you next time. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye.